need to steer clear of upper management people. God, what now? Clear Channel reported losses the first quarter, and they're predicting second quarter losses as well. You know what that means? Manic. Manic management. You ever see what they get like that on the other side of the building? Wired. Mm-hmm. It starts at the top and it rolls down, trickles down, maniac and maniacalness. And it'll go right to Todd. Yeah. Actually, it may have hit here already. <laughs> How you doing, Nick? Maybe um, that explains it. I'm doing all right. I don't know if I'm going to get that raise. <laughs> Probably not a good time to ask. <laughs> you know, not that, even though uh, you've asked at the best of times and the worst of times. You got the same answer. Yeah. I doubt it's going to change right now. You hear that, Sean? Not yeah. a good time. <laughs> All right. So why am I investing in the Clear Channel stock each week? <laughs> <laughs> a special discount as it continues to fall off the face of the earth. <laughs> Everybody else said it was doing so well. Company stock plan. Oh, I know, because I believe in this show. I think we single-handedly are going to pull it out of its doldrums. D. Snyder Radio, like the stern show for infinity. We will be the show that leads Clear Channel to the promised land. You can do it! Whoever that guy is who runs the company is going to owe me personally. <laughs> that guy. That guy. What's his name? Does he have a name? Yeah. The big guy? The big guy. The guy over there. Infinity's famous. Mel Carmison. I know him. He had a shot, but he blew it. But now I'm here. To rescue Clear Channel. I've got the skills to pay the bills. Like MacGyver with a small radio show. That's right. And a handful, a ragtag band of radio people. I will save this company. Now, just syndicate the show because it's kind of tough here in Hartford. Yeah. Got to actually be on the air in other cities in order to save those stations as well. Good morning, everybody. Very, very big day today. A lot to do. So much so that Beth Lockwood, for the first time in the history of Decent Radio, has but one newscast scheduled. I know. I think it will be the best newscast ever. So, your A material. Just just, all the A stuff. You're bringing your A game. In one newscast. <laughs> here's another story from Romania. And here's another story from Romania. Today in Romania. <laughs> Romania news. We'll just have Romania news break. Uh, it's Mick- called Nadia. <laughs> Mick Foley's coming in from the WWF. Wrestling legend Mick Foley is coming in there, of course. He's going to be coming into the studio. He and I have become friends. Dare I say friends? Yeah, we're friends. And uh, he's got a new book coming out called Mick Foley is Good. And the real world is faker than wrestling. I think that's the subtitle. And he's in town. He says he's got some business to take care of, which here... At the, in the capital city of Connecticut. So he comes bearing books in hand and he says he has to see somebody. Well, we'll talk about that when he comes back. And, oh, oh when he gets here, I should say. Uh, Matt from Agawam's latest offering, a parody of the Ken Burns documentary on Ms. Lockwood. Something Dark Side Dave's been working on for days. Got quite a cast, too. 
How many different actors did you have to bring in for this project? Oh, uh, six, seven, I think. Yeah, it was a big yeah. and, and a lot of the show wasn't even involved. These are outside actors and stuff. Got no walk-up. It's Dark Side Dave's choice, so enjoy Hum <laughs> on the side of radio. Is, is that the way? Is it Hum is the band and stars? Yeah, oh, yeah, Hum. That's it. Hum is okay. the new band. It's Radio 104. She thinks she missed the train to Mars. She's out back counting stars. She thinks she missed the train to Mars. She's out. I just want to point out that if I was in the car, the station's changed. Come on, dude, it rocks out. <laughs> I, I'm saying I don't make it here. I don't, I don't make it this far into the song. But I'm sorry to interrupt your music. Here we go. Back counting Kill it, Dark Side. Is that the end of the song? <laughs> Is that, no, 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 go ahead, go ahead, keep playing. D-Sider Radio, Radio 104. Why isn't this page two? It would seem that it should be page two, the spring promo. Since I have to do it 37,000 times. Radio 104 is giving you a chance at $10,000 on a trip every workday. More stations, more money, more winners. Today between 4 and 5 p.m. during Chaz's show, the cue to call will sound. If you are calling number 25 to our nationwide toll-free number at one eight seven seven thirty three bucks, you win $10,000 and a trip to Asia. Every weekday morning, I'll be announcing each day's one-hour window in which the cue to call will play. A quarter past each hour on D. Snyder Radio. That's four between 4 and 5 p.m. on Chaz's show today. Is this the last day or is there another week? There's another. Why are you so soft? Yeah. I don't know. Hello? Yeah, your volume's like way off. Hello. Still off. Can you hear me now? No. Well, that's a problem. That's, that's a big problem. <laughs> Something went wrong with your microphone. <laughs> what is the deal? Is this thing on? No. Hello. <laughs> Sounded fine before. I know. I know. I don't know. Look how quiet she is. Sounds like you're in the next room or in the closet or something. Come out. Well, can we get it fixed? <laughs> <laughs> Beth. <laughs> Come to the light. <laughs> Come to the light, Beth. I know they're screwing around with the mics a little bit for uh, when Mick Foley comes in. I didn't touch anything. Uh-oh. Darkseid's <laughs> fixing it now. I'm not going to say i got to talk to you guys. Well, Darkseid's not going to be able to respond because he's fixing the mic. You keep talking, Beth Lockwood. But I was going to say that that song wasn't half bad. Hi, am I back? Yeah, you're mm. back. Yeah. You're back. <laughs> Who's mm -hmm. stupid? Who, who's stupid? You let him touch the wires? I wasn't in here for that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, let me touch the wires? He's not retarded. I know what to do. Exactly. It was, it was uh, stuck to his hand. <laughs> like sitting there like, why won't this thing come off? <laughs> you have a good one this morning, dude? Awesome one. Really, really clean one. Nothing on the hand. Right into the water. And perfect time. It took me like five minutes. Feel better now? Yeah. Always feel better. It's the best thing to do in the morning. Tension breaker had to be done. Yeah. <laughs> Always feel better. Good try. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, I, <laughs> you see, I got the... Uh, uh, by the way, see that song? It got good after a while. Mm -hmm. If... Eventually, what would probably happen, since I'm pu button pushing so much on the radio, I would accidentally come into the middle of the song like that <laughs> and be rocking out to it. Right. And then they'd say, they'd, they'd back and out, so hopefully go, oh, that's, uh, that's Hum, Star. So then, 
next time I'm on station, they go, all right, here's this uh, star by Hum. And I'm like, oh, okay. And also I go, wow, well, his beginning's really crappy. But now I know it gets better. <laughs> so it's just luck of the draw. But um, I got a letter from uh, Tom from Torrington, T, T. Nukes. He says, uh, D, don't take this the wrong way, but I, really, I am really surprised in your narrow-minded view of some of the songs picked. Especially a couple of days by Nick and Beth with uh, Radiohead and Dinosaur Rock. As a musician, I would think that you would be one of the uh, more broad-minded people in the crew. I have some advice to help you broaden your musical taste. And he says, talks about taking a long ride, radio surf, taking the tunes. No. <laughs> no. You say, that makes you scattered and unfocused. Musicians shouldn't be broad-minded. Not this musician. Did you ever, you know, yesterday I was flicking through the channels and I came across the Behind the Music, John Denver. I'm trying to uh, get well-versed in Behind the Music since I may have my a couple seconds in the spotlight um, when they do yours. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, no pressure, though. Mm -hmm. Well, you want to know what kind of things to say to make sure you're not on the editing cutting right. room floor there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, did you ever like any other kind of music? Because there were so many different styles when you were growing up. There was the folk and the... <laughs> Rock. You just always like the heavy. heavy I heavy would like stuff. to say that I was at the forefront of the destruction of the Woodstock Nation. I can <laughs> clearly, clearly remember when it came apart at the seams. I was the guy who didn't like all the bands at Woodstock. First of all, I was in junior high school, but already I was going, What's this crap? Country Joe and the Who? Crosby Stills and crap? Richie Havens, get him off the effing stage. <laughs> Bring on the who? Mountain. Some of the heavier. I was always like leaning toward the harder bands. And then in the early 70s, the first band I remember where people were saying they hated them or loved them was a band called Grand Funk Railroad. Mm -hmm. And then it was all of a sudden, and Black Sabbath, that was another big one. People said, God, I hate them. And I was like in a band that only played Sabbath in eighth grade. I was like, dude, I love them. And I'm going to kill you with a crucifix. <laughs> what do you mean they're satanic? <laughs> and, and I remember going to a party with a bunch of friends in high school. And we were all buddies growing up. And we came in and um, there was a show called, uh, it was Friday or Saturday night, they had, uh, in concert. This is back in the mm -hmm. 70s. And they would have all kinds of bands on there. And I'm in there with my buddy Don, and we're like glammed out. Platform shoes and glitter <laughs> and all that. Just to watch TV? No, we're out. We're going out. Oh. We're partying. <laughs> but, the show, but the TV's on in the corner, you know? Okay. And it was one of those shows that all the best bands were on there. The biggest bands were on there. <laughs> you dressed up like that before you had to? No, that was the glam rock days, man. Yeah. Okay. I was... Dude, I was... In high school, I was dressing up like that in bands. See, this is the first thing. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> and I would like to thank Dean. I would like to thank Dino Dinelli right now. Not Dino Dinelli. It was Dino Dionisio. Dino Dionisio, my bass player, who's also the strongest guy in the school for really allowing me to open up. Hi, little fella. How are you today? <laughs> because, because once we had him in the band, I knew that there was... No way between me and him and a couple other guys that anybody's going to kick my ass for dressing like a queen. <laughs> and I started dancing around and losing my mind. <laughs> so, okay, you're sitting at your house. That's when the rumors started flying. <laughs> All glammed up watching TV. No, not sitting at my house. I'm at a party. A bunch of friends are there. Me and my bud, Don, 
or Don Fury, who now uh, runs a record company, he he and I are like we're glam freaks. You know, we're like Alice Cooper and mm -hmm. David Bowie and T Rex bands like that. That's our stuff. And all our friends are all dressed like deadheads. You know, they're like total hippies. Mm -hmm. And Hendrix comes on. Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix, and somebody says he sucks. Mm. And dude, Don nearly threw down because Don was like. <laughs> Hendrix was God, and then we the conversation ensues about Sabbath and Alice Cooper and all these other bands. Even though Hendrix is more, you know, more classic rock, mm -hmm. but it got real ugly. And here was these old friends who were practically going to come to blows over not blow jobs, blows <laughs> over music, and we had to go outside to cool off. Yeah. <laughs> I remember sitting there with our very hot underage chicks and saying, "Dude." It's not the same anymore, man. We can't hang out with these people. They don't get it. They don't get it. Dude, 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 dude. I guess you've got a point there. And that's when we left. <laughs> and after that exact conversation. <laughs> was a very <laughs> what was the whole point of this thing? Oh, I oh, asked my if musical you ever taste. liked any other oh. kind of music. <laughs> no. But I did, I did like, I did like, uh, I do like 50s. <laughs> Do like 50s. Mm -hmm. Do what? Yeah, I almost, I had a choice between joining this 50s band called the Dukes and Twisted Sister. And what I knew a there different was, path. Yeah, I knew there was no future in the Dukes. <laughs> and they wanted me to cut my hair and get a DA, you know. <laughs> uh, which, which I wasn't doing. Uh, and the guitar player in that band was the guy who that girl used to carry around his bottle of semen in high school. Mm. Robbie Light, but anyway. Um, uh, but anyway, I joined Twisted Sister instead because that's really what I wanted to be. I mean, that was just a, like an, an oldies thing. I knew what it was. I also like R&B. Mm -hmm. I like stacks and Motown records, you know, things like that. It's tough not to like that stuff. But a metalhead, myopic when it comes to any other form of music because mm -hmm. that's all old stuff. New stuff, You got. I had to be focused. I could not be dissuaded. If, if I allowed any impurities into my system by accepting any modern rock, into my mm -hmm. world it could have destroyed the whole thing mm. could have ruined it could have been you know like mix, mixing the breed something odd would have come out of it like Nirvana or something mm. <laughs> where would that go? Yeah. <laughs> where, where would I go with that? Nowhere. Very important to be as close minded as possible <laughs> at all times <laughs> remember that keep your focus keep your focus alright I was telling you what's going on, on the show today it was so much stuff one thing for sure oh uh, Rob Dibble later in the show. What the hell am I going to do this weekend? Nick went to the park yesterday. There was some nude girl there, and Nick was chatting with her. What yeah. was she doing there? She was in a cage. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Is that legal? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah? Why? Well, I mean, it was kind of a protest, so... Oh, nudity under the guise of a protest. Yes. That's what Carlito was doing the other night. <laughs> it was a protest. Mm. Not sure what he was protesting, but he had two people screwing in the other room over there yeah, on the no. coffin. Great. It was a protest. Mm. <laughs> That's what Nick was doing in the shower this morning. He was protesting. <laughs> Good call it that. Yeah. Hell no, I won't go. Hell no, I won't go. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get into our recap. It's entitled, It's a Jungle Down There. <laughs> See, now that's a recap. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good. That's good. Uh, that was funny. I remember it well. So you do want to stick around. And we're going to be giving away a uh, WWF prize pack 
and a chance at a grand prize of a year's pay-per-view events, WWF pay-per-view events, and um, tickets, limo, dinner, for the big SmackDown at the Hartford Civic Center on May 8th, which we're all going to as well. So do stick around for more D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. Not enough promotions. <laughs> we need more promotions. Get me more promotions. <laughs> Too much content, not enough promotions. <laughs> Where are all those damn promotions? Ah, hey, each day this week we've been giving away a WWF prize pack, which included, includes, I should say, a WWF Rubik's Cube fanny pack and duffel bag. When people answered questions correct, correctly about events that happened on Pile Driver. It's a show we show. We play every Wednesday night, 10 o'clock. It's a rock and wrestling show. And each day we qualified the person who won the prize pack for a chance at the grand prize, which we're picking later today in the show. As a matter of fact, I think we'll have Mick Foley pick it. Oh, that's a good idea. Since he is a legend. The grand prize, of course, is a year's supply of pay-per-view. Tickets to WWF's SmackDown in Hartford on Tuesday, May 8th with dinner and limo transport from Premier Limousine in East Hartford. And do catch WWF's Backlash on April 29th, live on AT&T and Cox In Demand pay-per-view for only $29.95. And listen every week for Pile Driver on Radio 104, Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. Well, we're going to qualify one more person for the grand prize right now. And if you listen to Pile Driver this week, you should know the answer to this question. Pile Driver's co-host, Candy was raving about how happy she was that the WWF was featuring which WWF superstar on all of the promotional posters for WWF's Backlash. Which superstar was Candy so happy to hear was being featured on all of the promotional posters for WWF's Backlash? Call number 10 at 860-666-4444. We'll win the prize pack and qualify for today's Grand prize drawing. All right? Call now. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All right. Um, you know what? we got a lot going on, so I'm not going to waste any time. We've got a recap to play for you. Now, the recap is the second half of a special edition feud mm -hmm. that we did yesterday. I had found some sex survey questions. In, uh, well, some of them were from Men's Health Magazine, some from Cosmo. And we had quite a good time answering them, and you had quite a good time listening. But things got a little crazy the second half of the game, and this is where it picks up. Okay, so check it out. It's entitled, It's a Jungle Down There, and it happened yesterday on T. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. Time to get back to the feud. Just out of curiosity, Sean, where's the score stand right now? Right now, Beth leads the way with three, followed by myself with two, and Nick and Darkside are tied at one. 
Interesting, interesting. Mm. That is Lockwood should know more about. Well, then again, it's luck of the draw too. I was going first. She was going first, so you're getting some of these main answers. But, all right. Well, here's the next question, gentlemen. Men were asked. Thousands of men were asked. I generally masturbate. How often? Top three answers on the board. I'll say three or four times a week. Three or four times. I need you to pick one. Three please. times a week. Three times a week. Okay. Three times a week. What do you think, Nick? Is that a week on a slow week, maybe? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let me see. Three times a week. Two or three times a week. Number one answer. Ah. Oh my God. Yes, uh, that's right. Two or three times a week. Dark side, Dave. Two more answers on the board. I'm gonna say. Um, four to seven times a week. Oh, you have to be more specific. <laughs> <than that. laughs> if two to three times a week, oh, okay. why not? So, so four or five? Da okay, daily. How's that? Well, how about four or five? All right, four or five. Okay, because you know, three or two or yeah. three. So said, uh, you, um, you were crossing lines, mm -hmm, right. unfortunately. So, show me four or five times a week. Number two. No, no, no. Number three answer. 22% of the guys said more than four times a week. So that's, that was actually it. Four to seven. All right, Nick, that, you would fall into the 22% category. Hmm. Four or more. Okay, I guess it can only go up to seven. All right, one more answer on the board, Nick. Oof. Uh, There's more than one answer here. I'm going to go with uh, what? Uh, twice a day at least, so 14. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. I mean, uh, guys could do it. I'm not gonna say 14, but I will accept twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's more to the point. <laughs> okay. So I, I I'm not sure if they were surveying 16 year olds. Twice a day is not on there. Sean, it's so easy to do that. You don't understand. Uh, I didn't say it wasn't. <laughs> But you have other stuff going on in your life. <laughs> Is this during the work day? No wonder you're not getting anything done. Prioritize. All right, Sean. Well, I would personally say like three times a day, but Come I'm going to go with once, really? once or twice a week. All right, well, Beth had two or three, so it's like once a week. Show me once. Number three answer. No, number two answer. I'm sorry. Number one answer was 32% was two or three times a week. Number two answer, once a week or less with 27%. It's impossible. More than four times a week was number three with 22%. 11% said never. You liar! Never. <laughs> that's a pretty high, 11%. That's, one, that's just a little over one out of ten said never. Yeah, you are rotten liar. <laughs> we got time for one more question here, so I'm going to see if I got one for you guys. Because, uh... It's a waste of time. Ooh, let me see what I got here. And this one. Okay. All right. Uh, the answers could be varied here, so we'll just use our time wisely. Question was asked of men how they preferred hair below the belt line to be. 
on women. <laughs> yes. What <laughs> 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 orangutans? On women, of course. I thought you maybe went you oh, know, on personal own. grooming. Oh, oh, personal grooming. Yeah. Well, that's another uh, question. Is this on women? I will say uh, well-groomed. Is that an answer? Can that be an answer? Or is it something really specific, like in a shape? <laughs> <laughs> That's, they, they, they are a, a little more uh, specific, although I'm going to have to take that as an answer okay. because it is not top three, but it is number four. 12% just said neatly groomed. Yeah, that's what I meant. Neatly groomed. We've got voice. Top three answers were a little more uh, a little more specific. Okay. Or not. Dark Side Dave. Um, I'm going to say... How can I say this tastefully? The, tr the, the triangle. The triangle. Yeah. Triangle with a nice, yeah. nice triangle. It's something about that bowl of fur that just puts a big smile on my face. It certainly does! Because the uh, number two answer with 19% guys said trim with only a small triangle of hair remaining. Nice beaver. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nick, two more answers. Big and pushy. Okay, so that would be natural. natural. Yeah, except I don't like that at all. I prefer it. But you think that they're all guys. Yeah, I mean, the dice man. Yeah, they're just old school guys. Old school. Old school. He's got all right, well, survey says no, although that was number five, was 11% of the men said just totally natural, let her rip, okay? Uh, but that was not top three. Two of my rants. <laughs> What was that there? Oh, like a jungle. <laughs> I learned so much on this show. All right, Sean, what do you think? I'm gonna go with the landing strip. You know, like the just like the thin line there. Okay, landing strip. I know what you said. I know exactly. Yeah. What <laughs> yeah. You haven't touched down in a while. I'm kind, of a, I'm kind of a fan of the landing strip. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of enjoy it myself. Uh, so, uh, except on Valentine's Day when I prefer it in the shape of a heart. Uh, <laughs> survey six. Number six, 11% of the people said all hair removed except a skinny strip of fuzz in the front. I assume that's what you mean by the landing strip. Two more hands on the board. What the hell? We can go a little bit longer one more time around. Beth Lockwood. What's left? Um, I'll go with, uh, although this is kind of creepy, um, bear. Completely hairless. <laughs> Mexican, as we call it. Oh, <laughs> Mexican oh, hairless. Show me the baldy! Number three answer 18% of the guys said shave it. That's, that's almost hmm. 20%. It's kind of Lolita esque, isn't it? Uh, you know what? Um, yeah, I can go both ways on that. You know, I mean, and, and, just, and so I go, Dan, look, I'm scribbling 20 reasons to shave your feet for all the Top 20 reasons. You got to work on that, Psycho. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it, it says like kind of a two-way street because that's mm. kind of creepy. It's yeah. interesting, but then there's that other side of it, which is kind of like... Dicey, yeah. One more answer. I'll let you guys have a shot at it. 
Dark Side Dave. Which two are already? The triangle and the triangle and, and bald. Um, yeah, well, we're really down to it's, it's going to be a tough one to get the top answer, but I'm just curious to see you guys what you come up with. I'm going to say, um, on behalf of people much like Sean, it doesn't matter as long as you're there. So I mean, so he's just, I mean that that's something we just say. You know what? Just damn, like with breath. We're just glad to be there. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, I can see that being an answer, but unfortunately, <laughs> it wasn't. But it was a good. But I can see that it wasn't one of the answers, though. Uh, Nick, cornrows, cornrows. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to lump that in with dreadlocks. Okay. Dreads. No. Dreads, cornrows, beads. That probably fell into the one or two percent. Okay. Sean, one last shot. I don't know. I'm going to go with, like, just, like, a shape or something. You know, like, hearts or arrows or... <laughs> Your initials. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever. Welcome. <laughs> it's a little tough to shave, but, uh... So, they say... Where's the answer? That was Here it is. No. Number one answer, and it was a little tough to get this one, was trimmed with inner thigh hair removed. Ooh. So, trimmed up. Yeah. See, uh, I don't know why that wouldn't be categorized with neatly groomed, but yeah, I, guess, I, don't know I guess some guys specifically said those words, you know, and for some reason they want all the extra stuff taken away. Yeah, good idea. Does that include ass hair? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other issue, I guess. Oh, man, Sean, what's the final score? All right. The Beth is the one who knows <laughs> men the best. She came away with this with six points. Uh, I know myself pretty well. I came away with five. Oh, my God, I beat Sean. <laughs> yeah, but you went I'm first a lot. No, no. <laughs> you had to go with something. I know. Dark side with four, and Nick really doesn't know much about anything uh, with one. What? Well, he said yeah. corn rolls. Taint. Taint. Very important. <laughs> the grundle. Love that. Grundle. Grundle. That's got her head down. You said beads. And so help me. All I can think of is like one of those Williams sisters. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> couple of weeks or so, it turns into an eighth grade locker room in here. <laughs> well, sounds awesome. <laughs> Just sitting there. What? The, it's bizarre. Huh? Were you at the zoo in those sounds? <laughs> no. In the wild? Dark side's out there with his little microphone chasing these animals around. Look at this. One guy wrote, I mean, we got tons of reaction to that, but I just want to read this. Dia had the right to say that today's family feud was some of the funniest stuff I have ever heard on the program. Between Spanky Lentino's <laughs> cornrows answers and Darkseid's jungle sound effects, I was freaking dying. I laughed so hard at the elephant sound effect that I practically fell out of my chair. For all the abuse, 
Darkside put up with this week. We all appreciate his dead on balls timing. <laughs> dead on balls. Dead on balls. That's better than dead. Dead Thank on. You. Thanks for making work a little more bearable. Until next time, I remain Hunter Rose. Well, okay, we're going to kick it here because we have got to move the show along. A lot, a lot of content, a lot of content. Mick Foley's supposed to be coming in any minute. And we're doing news next? Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's, if Mick shows up, it's Mick. And yeah. if news shows up, whatever. Either way, it's news, Mick. But he's coming in the next hour. Uh, he should be. Anyway, we'll be right back. Oh, a Brit. No, we got in the hood with next. Okay, I'm confused, dude. Can I start over? He's supposed to send me this message after, during the commercial break. Mm. So you're telling me now... Tease these things. I jumped the gun. You jumped the gun. You, you prematurely emasculated. We had a rough All day right. yesterday. I know what we got to do. We have to do traffic. Then we got to do news. Beth Lockwood, what's going on? Well, I'm going to do some of the stuff that I didn't get to yesterday because I didn't have a lot of news yesterday. Yeah, either. yeah. Um, so I will, Dark Side Dave, get to that story about the new uh, gun holster bra. I know you've been on pins and needles. Great, thanks. Before you can find out about that. Also, a mailman. Father's Day is coming. <laughs> <laughs> mailman sells drugs. Man sues his doctor, claiming his penis was shortened during surgery. Hello. That's a lawsuit right there. <laughs> also, I'll tell you what that record at the cow patty throwing championship was. Oh, didn't I was on that? pins and needles. I know. Actually, Sean was. Um, <laughs> he was a cow patty catcher on the farm. And an update on last night's Survivor, among many other things. All right, Dark Side Dave. So let's get a traffic update. We'll take a break. We'll come back. And the news is next. Psycho, what's going on? Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Rudy and back to the old school. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's old and brittle. I think you're all right. Oh, well, that explains a lot. Radio 104. Next week on D. Snyder Radio, brand new In the Hood with Beth Lockwood. Always entertaining. And uh, next week is Weakest Link Week on D-Signer Radio. It's a D-Signer Radio Weakest Link. How's that done? Well, it's very simple. We're going to have you, the listeners, the peeps, face off on the phone lines with D-Signer Radio Trivia. Each day, another four listeners will face off. It'll be like the Weakest Link where you do a round of questions. You vote off one of the people on the phone and until we get one winner with the highest score. And then we're going to qualify five people during the week. And the following Monday will be the finals, okay? The face-off between the five winners from, from next week. You got it? Was I clear on that? I think so. Anyway, the grand prize, limo ride and dinner out with the morning show. That's all seven of us. Me, Darkside, Beth, Nick, Sean, Mudbone, Psycho. We'll all be there. We've never all sat down and broken bread together before, but um, it's always the first time. And it could possibly be the last, and you will be there. So, uh, and we're going to start it. We're going to do a, each day. The contest will be at a different time. So bright and early, Monday morning, 6.30, as a matter of fact, we'll be doing it with you people. Weakest link all next week. Okay, let me say, Mick Foley is within spitting distance of the building. Just spoke to him on the phone. He was listening to the recap. He said he was rolling. Good. It was very funny. Quite enjoyed Dark Side Sounds. And uh, we're going to do our news break. And he's just going to come in when he gets here. Nick, just bring him in. He'll just join us. He's a bright guy. I'm sure he'll have something to add. And then we'll get to talking to him after the news. So let's do it. Radio Headlines. 
Well, Nick, I don't know how happy you're going to be about this, but Timothy McVeigh says he did think about assassinating then-Attorney General Janet Reno before he decided to bomb the Oklahoma City Federal Building. Says he wanted Reno to accept responsibility for the deadly Waco raid. McVeigh is scheduled to be executed May 16th. No, 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 no. You don't shoot Janet Reno. It just gets her pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> really. She's like Superwoman. No moshing! Bullets bouncing off her boobs. <laughs> She's your lady, Nick. She's a tough bitch. Hey, maybe she could do some professional wrestling. <laughs> Superwoman? Reno, she get a little Reno. <clears throat> Reno! No moshing! No moshing! Put your guns down! <laughs> and you won't be hurt! A Kennedy cousin who had been a leading suspect in the Greenwich murder case of 15-year-old Martha Moxley says the suspicion has been devastating. Thomas Skakel had been the prime suspect back in the 70s. Of course, his younger brother Michael was later charged with that murder. In an interview with the Associated Press, Thomas Skakel said he feels relief at no longer being what he calls public enemy number one, but also says he absolutely considers his brother innocent. So even in the Skankle family, there's degrees of skankiness. Yeah, those Skankle Michael's boys. a little skankier than uh, Thomas. Looks like it. I'll bet you Thomas is a piece of crap, too. No. <laughs> Just, you see they're, they're like pictures in high school? Just that piece of crap written all over them. <laughs> Long meadow guys. Those kind of guys. They oh, would fit in well with your community. No. Don't you think? Come on. Uh, Blue, you know, born with silver spoon in their mouth. Yeah, I could see them at Long Meadow Country Club. Yeah, you yeah. could see them at the club. Come on, they walk <laughs> yeah, in with no those problem. matching ascots. Nobody <laughs> asks any questions. They fit right in. You ever have an ascot, Nick? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. They have a blazer with a little crest on it. <laughs> yeah, a little NL there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there will be no clam jam at Fairfield University this year. A judge has issued an injunction stopping the annual beach party, saying it interferes with residents' use and enjoyment of their time. Ah. About 2,000 students attended last year's clam jam, which is held to celebrate the end of the spring semester. There were 120 kegs and a dozen arrests last year. We had a clam jam at my high school, but it was very different. I imagine it was. <laughs> Good one. All right, you try. <laughs> well, also of interest to you, Nick. <laughs> oh, good distance. <laughs> oh, no, look at tripling down your chin, dark side. There you go. Sweet. Much better. Fire investigators. Oh, you almost hit Beth. <laughs> oh, it's on the window. Fire oh. investigators visited the site of a large brush fire yesterday in Chicopee, Massachusetts, and determined a cigarette tossed from the mass pike probably sparked the blaze. Was it around the Long Meadow exit? <laughs> the fire burned 10 acres of state land and threatened about a dozen homes. The fire captain said they believe a cigarette apparently discarded from the turnpike was the cause. Are you listening, Nick? Yeah. You, you disputed that this could actually happen. Toss from like that. I mean, from the, the guy's pipe, driving from on the, the car, mass on pipe, the mass pipe, flicks out his cigarette yes. out the window, and it starts a fire. That's hard for me to believe. I mean, those things. I, I mean, they bounce around. They're and going spark. hundreds of feet. It and happens spark. all of the time. Every time you guys throw one out the window, I see sparks everywhere. Why do you think they put ashtrays in the cars? Well, ashtrays are actually options. 
Loose change. <laughs> no, there are options in cars right now. You got to pay extra for the ashtray. Mine came for free. I certainly didn't ask for it. Well, not in mine. It was mine has one. Not, not what a crappy mine. car do you have? I, I have that Honda, you know? I think they're standard. My right. sister has a Civic, and she nope. has one. Nope, didn't get it. Well, the point is, you don't have an ashtray? Well, the point is, Chickabee should be burned down anyway. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the actually, point? Yeah, yeah. So this guy really was doing a public service. Yes. Or gal. Yes. Uh, clearly yes. a, a Longmeadow person yeah. was there. I think Mick Foley's here. Oh, yeah. good. Is he wandering around? Drag Where is he? No, Sean's leading him around. Oh. <laughs> that's the problem. Mick! Hey, man! Hey, how you doing? Buddy, good to see you. Yeah, good to meet you. Come on, Come on in, finally. Hi, Mickey, Sit down. We're doing the news. You can join us. Let's oh, make introductions. That's Mick. Mick, that's Beth. Hi, Beth. Hello. That's Darkside Dave. Darkside. Master of sound effects. That's Nick, our producer. We keep him in the other room because he masturbates every morning. <laughs> Hi, Mick. And we're not ever that sure if he's that clean. Who gets here? I <laughs> <laughs> oh, really like introductions. Yeah, At least yeah. I didn't say anything about the Thanks, bottle. Steve. <laughs> I didn't yeah, say anything right. about the bottle. You, can, you, you got your headphones working there? They seem pretty good. Okay, cool. Are they big enough? Yeah, I'll be. Uh, <laughs> you gave him baby uh, headphones. There we go. There we go. They were just. Uh, oh, okay. Inside out. <laughs> and this is for the infringe. Okay, <laughs> we're doing news. Join the party. Okay. We'll, we'll talk to you about your book and stuff after this. A Massachusetts postal carrier has been charged with selling marijuana out of his mail truck. Federal agents arrested Joseph D'Andrio after they allegedly found the drugs in his home. He was still wearing his postal uniform when a judge released him on bond yesterday. He'd been a mailman for twenty years. Administrators say he sold several pounds of marijuana out of his truck. Is this wrong? That's a pretty good I mean, I plan. Don't, I don't know, D. I think by postal standard, that's pretty good behavior. <laughs> I don't advocate drug use, but there certainly are a fair amount of people who do enjoy uh, a little coke once in a while, dark side. Awesome. It's not like he murdered anybody. Exactly. You get the mail, get a dime bag or whatever they sell it, how they sell it these days. Pretty convenient. Nobody's getting hurt. What do you think, Dark Side? Is your mic working yet or no? Nope. Oh, okay. You look good with it, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is uh, some scary news. Women with breast implants are reportedly up to three times more likely to die from lung or brain cancer than those without them. These findings come after a long-running U.S. study of over 13,000 women who had received both silicone and saline implants found women were twice as likely to die of brain cancer and three times as likely to be killed by respiratory diseases, with lung cancer being the biggest of those killers. I'd like to apologize to Mick hooters, right now. Hooters, hooters. Because I should have gone over her news before she started reading <laughs> this is, this is it. This a downer. Yeah, You're going to ruin things for us I guys. I other really good stories about a guy who swallowed a fish hook. You don't go making announcements that, that <laughs> implants can cause brain cancer. I'm driving down the road. I'm listening to Family Feud. I, I still got... Dun -dun -dun. <laughs> <laughs> go through my head and she starts telling me about brain cancer. Yeah. But the upside is that they give you bigger breasts. Well, yeah. I know. You don't have to discourage people. And <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I just heard that they said they, they, they finally proved that silicone implants do not cause um, cancer. Well, there are a whole host of other diseases that were blamed on them as well. Now they got more? There's not enough people in here. Uh, this is like the this is like the stateroom scene in the Marx Brothers movie. Uh, so I, wait a minute, how come you didn't make the announcement about the silicone breast implants don't cause cancer? Story. You were just trying to ruin it. I'm not trying to ruin it. You're I'm just, just trying to educate. You're, you're trying to educate. You're anti-implant. Right. I'll move on to the guy who had his penis shortened. Is that better? Um, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> and we actually have you? him, which is convenient. Yeah. 
Actually, it hasn't been shortened. My stomach's just getting a little bigger. It makes <laughs> it appear shorter. shorter. They say that. Yeah, you, know? I got, you know, here's a little story to combine okay. both things, the shorter penis and the whole grooming thing. Did you know there's, there's guys that walk around now that the guys are now grooming their, their thatch area. Yes, it, it, gives, it, it gives the appearance of more length. Uh, yeah. Well, you don't trim? <laughs> well, 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 not to the extent that some of the guys do. I mean, do you remember Midian? No. Uh, Midian. Uh, Dennis Knight, he was recently, oh, okay. yes, recently, yes, yes, yes. recently relieved of wrestling duties after a long time. Midian's got the little, he's got the little uh, mohawk going, and, and it's like, what is with that? And he's like, well, you know, don't you know, it makes your penis look bigger. So, it, so, well, first of all, say it's true. Well, think about it. If you've got like an Angela mm-hmm. Davis 60 Styles Afro going on John down King. there, you're going to look like a little helmet sticking out. What's going on? <laughs> it's like a turtle sticking his head, a Chia Pet turtle with a little head on there. So you want to trim that thing down. But some guys are shaving it completely now. That's out of hand. You know what? While you guys talk, I, it's ironic that I've got my book here, uh, which should be out. Uh, May Can I get a cheap plug? Yeah. May as 8th, many as Foley's good. Uh, bookstores everywhere. I happen to have a story about the recent trend of male grooming, and it uh, happens to hurt Al Snow while I do it, so <laughs> I'm a winner both ways. The chapter's entitled <laughs> The Legend of the Penis Suplex on page 283. You trimmed him in the ring? No, no, no. This wasn't what it was. It was a... I noticed that uh, Al didn't wear underwear underneath his wrestling singlet. And this I said, is when you've got him like in the camel clutch well, or no, something? No, not when I had him. I just <laughs> noticed this thing. And I, and I say, Al, wait, why don't you wear underwear? He goes, well, you know, it shows lines on TV. And I'm like, okay, um, but, but we're not on TV. This was in Montreal. So I go grab Bob Holly, you know, and Bob, Al and I are teaming up. It's an eight-man tag team, four different teams. <laughs> but, you know, it's four-corner tag team thing. And, and I talk- No, wait a minute, no cup? No cup, nothing. So, so what happens is, you know, here's, uh, let me see if I can, uh, uh, hold on a second. All right, I'm going to read this, okay? All right, go ahead. All right. Um, <laughs> Bob greeted Al with a stiff boot to the stomach. He then grabbed the short legging of Al's singlet, as most people do, to execute the move correctly. Al suspected nothing. In an instant, Holly made his move. With one quick yank, he moved the left legging over to the right side of Al's crotch, exposing his privates in the process. <laughs> it should have been a milestone in my life. Al being publicly humiliated, but it wasn't. Instead, I felt strangely sad. Now, here's where you're going to agree with this. A singlet, you see, is tremendous for protecting the testicular area. A singlet is not tremendous, however, when it comes to displaying the dimensions of the male reproductive organ in a complementary way, which is why the first thing a singlet wearer does when he removes that particular article of ring attire is give the organ in question a quick but firm tug to free it from its childlike state. Dude, I know that. Exactly. The same thing when kids wear a jock in yeah, high school. Yeah, yeah. you got to make sure no one's looking around. You're in the dressing room and you give it a little tug. Well, I used to wear a ton from time to time a leotard as part of my stage attire. And uh, yeah, when you take that thing over, it's like, hold on, what happened? <laughs> I got an so, innie. So, yeah, an innie. Yeah. Exactly. So, it can be embarrassing. So, so imagine like this. So, so you're right. Unfortunately for Al, he was locked in suplex position by the powerful Holly and was not able to get a secret tug into the night's agenda. So he's exposed as Mr. Uh, with the hit was he got the angry inch going I on there. I actually say as uh, George Sein- as George Costanza once put it in Seinfeld, there had been significant shrinkage. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up to my little friend. <laughs> to make matters worse for Al, he didn't subscribe to the rather new male trend of grooming his bush. <laughs> And as a result, in front of 20,000 fans, I saw what appeared to be a sparrow's egg peeking out of a vulture's nest. A small family of koala bears could have lived in there. (laughs) Jack Bush!
<laughs> How ironic is it that we were just talking about this? I'm here to plug a book, right? Well, that's well, kind beautiful. Of, kind of. That's one of the reasons I'm here. And, and uh, just so, uh, just an amazing coincidence. I have well, you're here on Bush. government business, which we'll talk about <laughs> yeah, later. Secret government secret, business. Top secret government business. Talk tight, tighter on the okay, microphone. Can you hear me too. okay? Yeah. All right. It gives, you, it gives you more presence out there. Thank you. It makes you more scary sounding. All right. All right there you go. Okay, so a Maryland man has been awarded damages after claiming a doctor shortened his penis literally during an operation for penile dysfunction. This guy claims that he had the operation for the penile dysfunction. He came out and his penis was half the size it had been prior to the surgery. He got ripped off. Well, what was the dimension to begin with? (laughs) They don't actually have that, but I assume that you wouldn't want... Half size on anything. No. Well, if it went from six to three, that's uh, that's quite a blow. But if it went, you know, in my case, you know, eight to. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, this is the one place where half off isn't good. No. Everything else you want half off. Hey, we got this car half off. Awesome. <laughs> Next book half off. Great. Your penis half off. Are you kidding me? So, not only has this guy been awarded a million dollars, but his wife has been awarded a half a million dollars. <laughs> Wow. With it, she bought a really big vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> Solar powered. You know, to tell you the truth, I think my wife would take that deal if offered to her. And <laughs> hey, you're doing all right, dude. Half I am doing okay. I'm doing okay. You said your third, third kid, right? Yeah, third baby, little guy, yeah. You ain't shooting blanks, no. are you? No, you know, I was, I was, uh, I have tried to have children five times i've been successful three times three out of five is not bad not bad bad. sweet batting average my fourth one we were doing it for a long time oh you know what it just so happens not that i want to get another plug-in for my book Foley is good but uh, i also detail my attempts uh to have this child it just so happened that my wife's ovulation period occurred on christmas eve and christmas so i was like well there was two ways we could look at it what you know what a blessing what an omen that uh, we're going to try to conceive on the holiest day of the year or the other way was how am I going to nail my wife six times in two days with my parents in the next room? <laughs> and now we know why his book is called <laughs> Foley is Good. <laughs> He's very good. A Beverly Hills inventor has produced a new bra with a built-in gun holster. It's designed to hold not only a 38 caliber snub-nosed revolver on one side, but also pepper spray on the other side. It's very utilitarian and comes in just white and black, but it comes for lefties and righties as well, which is really convenient. If it's bulletproof, Darkseid's buying one <laughs> for his man boobs because he's got the man boobs going on. And Come on, dude. If it's bulletproof... Show me them boobies! <laughs> <laughs> hey, Michelle, if you're listening, Father's Day is June something, okay? Yeah. So pick one up for Darkseid. They wouldn't suspect it. <laughs> as far as the listeners know... This guy's got a 48 double D. I actually just looked around the monitor. I'm like, let me let me see those things. You know, there's is, is Israel. They're, they they're much smaller. You spend. You've on been dieting, regimen. man. Yeah. Yeah. I've been. I think I've been dropping a few pounds. You lose too sure. You should be. You've been working at it religiously. Hey, we just got to take a break here for a traffic update. I've got to do that uh, sounder window announcement, and then we get back to the news with special guest Mick Foley. Wrestling legend Mick Foley, I should say. On a secret political agenda. Yes, yeah, secret we'll talk about political agenda with his new book. All right, Psycho Dan, what's up?
This traffic report is brought to you by Lang & Volkswagen. Drivers wine at Lang & Volkswagen with locations in Glastonbury and Meriden. Or check out their website at langandvw.com. You dig? Traveling on 84 East, you'll slow down from Capitol Ave into the downtown tunnel. 84 West, busy off the Bulkley Bridge. 91 South, it's heavy at the 84 West ramp. 91 North looks good right now. Traveling on Route 2, it's busy at the flyover on Route 2 West. The exit 20 off ramp is closed. That's due to a construction crane that fell into the highway. And in Woodbridge on Route 67, it's shut down between Pex Road and Sanford Road due to an overturned tractor trailer. Expect that to be there all morning. At 7.15, I'm psycho down with this modern wreck report on Radio 104. Four. Psycho, I've noticed you put a little extra spit shine on the German helmet today. Was that for Mick? That's very yeah, nice. Of course, we got celebrities. Yeah, here. you got to make it look good. All right, uh, Radio 104 is giving you a chance of $10,000 on a trip every workday. More stations, more money, more winners. Today, between 4 and 5 p.m. during Chaz's show, the sounder will blow or whatever it does. And if you call number 25 to our nationwide toll-free number at one eight seven seven thirty three bucks, you win $10,000 and a trip to Asia. That's right, Asia. Every weekday morning, we'll be announcing the one-hour window where the cue to call will play that day at quarter past each hour on D. Snyder Radio. That's between 4 and 5 p.m. during Chaz's show. As you can tell, Mick, I really enjoy doing this. Back to you, Beth. <laughs> well, the record was broken at the 32nd annual World Cow Patty Throwing Championship in Beaver, Oklahoma over the weekend. Robbie Devers won the men's contest with a record-breaking throw of 185 feet, 5 inches. Now, are these dry or wet patties? They are dry patties. Oh! I could throw a dry one that far. 185 feet? You say that, but this is the world record. You ever try throwing a wet one that far? I don't think it would fly. <laughs> Sean has. Back on the farm. Now, do they, how do they do? They Are they... Like flattened, like discuses or something. Well, I think what happens is they they dry out. They get that little strawy, and then they collect them all up and they <laughs> pile them for the contestants. And you know, uh, they have men and women. Why are we imagining when we can refer to our resident former That's farmer true. Sean, who's lived on a farm, who's milked a cow, and has probably thrown a cow pie? You have any music for him, Maestro? <laughs> Yes, Sean. See, I'm trying to forget about that part of my life, but you know, you know, you know what I have him? done? What have you done? Cow tipping. Well, cow That's tipping. That's just mean, Sean. Yeah, it's fun, though. <laughs> have you thrown a cow pie? That's what I want to know. Cow patty. Yes, D. Have you seen And how it's is it done? The What's the form? Well, is it discus-like? Yeah, like discus-like, or like a Frisbee. Oh. How many feet did you get on the cow patty toss? I didn't measure it, but probably about 20 or 30 feet. I was a little kid. Are they easy to throw? Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Do they smell when they dry? No. Not really. And, and They're they dried up. Do, do they have, like, straw in them and stuff, like, like Beth said? <laughs> yeah. All kinds of grains and straw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you can throw them? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to go? Yeah. No, no, no. I'll pass, dude. <laughs> yeah. The women's contest was won with a throw of 146 and a half feet, just so you know. So that's pretty far Who's, as well. Who's that, Janet Reno? <laughs> <laughs> hey, if they thought about getting her into the WWF, she's a beast. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, she may give China a run for her money. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be a WrestleMania. It's <laughs> a man, baby. I like that you say you don't shoot Janet Reno. It only makes her mad. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, man. <laughs> A Romanian fisherman managed to swallow one of his own hooks after mixing it up with his packed lunch. The guy had prepared several hooks with bait and kept them in a tin while he was fishing. When he became hungry, he reached for a similar tin, which his wife had used to pack his lunch, ended up grabbing the wrong one, pulled out the fish food instead, and swallowed that along with the hook. He was taken to the local hospital after other fishermen saw him shouting and running about in considerable distress. 
After several hours, doctors were able to remove the barbed hook from his throat. That was one of your moves back in the day, wasn't it, Nick? <laughs> I'm just thinking, odd, uh, strange coincidence. The same thing happened when my wife uh, mixed up my suppositories and my gerbils. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's, that's not right. <laughs> that's what Richard Gere said. <laughs> yeah, that's how we, that's a, now, is that an urban legend? It's an urban legend. That Richard Gere had a yeah. gerbil pulled out of his butt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot of those urban legends going on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, if you don't want to commit and get the belly button pierced, there's a new fashion accessory that will take you there halfway. It is... Pain-free, and it's called the Belly Light. It's about the size of a pencil eraser, and it emits a blinking strobe. It's harmless, and it's temporarily affixed to your navel. It fits snugly in there by using a hypoallergenic skin adhesive. Comes with a battery, and it lasts for 12 hours. Can you put it anyplace else? I suppose you certainly can. As far as I'm concerned, Dee, uh, the more things that women have that look like pencil erasers on their body... I'm all for. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a pencil eraser. <laughs> it's that size. Oh, no, it's that it's size. Yeah. Oh, and it it's, flashes. It's not pink in hue, though. That'll <laughs> 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 be nice, poor Beth. We get the idea. <laughs> a lot of men in this room. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's good news out of Hollywood, finally, and that is that Harrison Ford and his wife, Melissa Matheson, are back together. You might remember they separated briefly. Yeah, they and, were together quite a yeah, long time. Yeah, apparently they quietly reconciled a couple of months ago according to people magazine and a friend said the split was like a midlife crisis for harrison ford and that they're definitely back together that's nice we never hear the good news that is really good you know successful relationships in the entertainment business they're difficult aren't they no kidding how long have you been married uh 10 years now that's long. i got an anniversary coming up in a couple of days do you really yeah, yeah i do that's a while yeah. 10 years is a lot 10 years for a wrestling business in eternity yeah yeah, yeah. there are guys who are in their third think. or fourth marriage yeah thank you yeah, well, it's not 25 like me and my old lady, but uh, hey, you'll get there, kid. No, it's it's tough. It's tough. I, what do you think it is? You think it's just that we're incredibly stupid people, or or we don't realize what we got, or we have too much temptation? Oh, oh traveling too, I think, is such a strain. Traveling is hard, and tell you the truth, the last couple of years have been difficult on me because uh, for the la first like 14 years of my career, I was kind of safe because I was seen as being real ugly and hideous, and somehow, hey, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I know we had stuff in common. It was the, a bone. The past couple of years, you know, I've got, you know, there were actually signs. If you look out in the audience, there'll be a sign every now and then that says Mick Foley is sexy or something like that. So well, there's a very... You took off the sock puppet and the mask. It, was, <laughs> it helped. As soon as I started pulling uh, soft white objects out of my pants, people uh, people started digging me. Does it Talking about time. a sock. <laughs> but it's like, you know, that was, that was stunning to me. Like yesterday I was in the WWF New York and this one girl, she looked kind of like uh, the, the girl from... Um, What's the teenage Sabrina the teenage witch? Look oh, like a drunk, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a drunk, sloppy version <laughs> of Sabrina. Oh, what's her name? Melissa. Melissa Joan, Joan Hart. Hart. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. kind of like her, and she's like motioning me over. Uh, I was doing that uh, uh, fanatic pay per view series that we do once a month. Right. So we're at WWF New York, and she's motioning me over, and, I, and she goes in my ear. And first, my you know the the ear that I have left is very sensitive. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, a girl going to, for the ear, bitten off or something. Well, it was you know ripped ripped off, ripped bizarre, off. bizarre gardening accident. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and she whispers in my ear, "You are so hot. I want you." And even though she was drunk and sloppy uh, and smelled the beer, like just that, I thought still nice oh, to cool. hear. You yeah, because yeah. yeah. I went so long from when I never heard that type of thing. See, that freaks me out. Hello. 
<laughs> I get I get people look at my pictures either from Twisted Days or from the movie I did Strangeland and they go you're so hot I go running screaming the other way <laughs> something's wrong see my wife was completely revulsed by me now that's okay. that's a natural reaction sure yeah that's so my I said, reaction if I could, <laughs> I said if I could win her over I'm in alright if I can convince her that I'm a good guy I'm in which I did and so I decided to hold on to her worked out yeah that's right <laughs> You know, I used to wear my front teeth until my, I met my wife. I had a little, little thing of dentures, and uh, I'd take them out for my wrestling matches. My wife thought I looked so damn sexy with them out that uh, I've gone natural ever hmm. since. It was 10 years ago. All natural. Yeah, mm, you better yeah. watch her around hockey players. <laughs> <laughs> Toothless. Nick, I've seen his wife. You may want to knock out a couple of yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they're down to three on Survivor. Watch her around hockey players. <laughs> <laughs> Just word to the wise. Elizabeth is the latest contestant booted off Survivor 2. I told you not to listen. You, 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 I couldn't uh, block my ears quick enough. There's I no way you can hear warning. We have to talk about it. Uh, yeah, she was a cutie too. She says the other contestants were too scared of her to let her be one of the finalists. So that leaves just Colby, Keith, and Tina in the running for the million dollars. Last night's show, Colby won the immunity challenge, making it four in a row. Keith, however, won the weight loss challenge. He's dropped 27 pounds. Tina, after dropping 16, now weighs just 99 pounds. And on a side note, Roger says... There's absolutely nothing going on between him and Elizabeth other than just a little fishing. It was sort of a father-daughter relationship. Who's Roger? And that he thinks they'll be lifelong friends. He's the old guy. Oh, the old guy was gone? Yeah, he got mm -hmm. booted last yeah, yeah, week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. But they were very chummy, right? Oh, yeah, they were They were, They were pretty close. There's it was some a little speculation. Weird. Yeah, it was a little weird. Mm -hmm. I was thinking it, too. No, oh, I don't think anything was going on between those two. <laughs> he was well, not. That? Yeah. He didn't have much going on. Oh, spoken Nick, like Nick a true pretty boy. Nick doesn't think that any attractive no. women are going to go for guys who aren't really attractive. So you think the only thing women can... can uh, uh, you've been working with me for almost two years now. Yeah. You're still of the mind that if a guy isn't a hottie, that he's got no shot with anybody who's got anything going on. <laughs> well, I you're mean... seeing my wife. Take my word for it, Mick's wife is really attractive. And you still, if you're not... You know, pretty boy, you don't get any. No, I'm not saying that completely, but, well, first of all, you guys are in the entertainment industry, yeah, which helps the, he out a was, little bit. Not, I when, was, when he met his wife, he was at some stinky mm -hmm. bar. We just, like, the first months of band formed. He wouldn't even call, call out the entertainment business. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> if we're talking about age, we're I mean... moving our own equipment. If we're talking about age, you guys are ugly, but you're, you know, you're in wait, good shape. Wait, and wait. But this guy, <laughs> but this guy, Roger, I mean, he had boobs sagging. He just looked old, you know what I mean? He was an old-looking guy. He was decrepit. He didn't look too good. Wait, wait. So I, just, no I, just, I still don't like the insinuation <laughs> that my wife married me because I was an entertainer. <laughs> I don't know if you saw my tax return back in 1990. It wasn't all that impressive. Yeah. That's, a, that's a while ago. Uh, yeah. That's a while ago. Yeah, here's a wonderful family portrait of my, uh, my wife and kids. She's... Very attractive, yeah, beautiful no. children. You've got no shot. Took after, the, <laughs> took after your wife, like mine, which works out. Uh, yeah, dude, you're, you're wrong, okay? First of all, I'm not saying that she should go with him. He was much older than him, but that happens a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah, but that's because of money. I mean... <laughs> what money? Well, I mean, if a guy... If you see uh, a young... 
really good-looking woman in her 20s, early 30s, and she's with some guy with gray hair. She's a gold digger. Exactly. <laughs> Usually. But there, are, <laughs> but there are other psychoses there as well. There's okay. the father. Daddy, point daddy thing. Shut up. <laughs> hey, D, I've got something in common with the survivor people. Yes. Uh, the survivor people and myself were both rejected as potential guests for the Oprah Winfrey show. Are you, there was rejected? There, I, I called up yesterday. Really? My publicist told me, don't even bother. I said, but Oprah, I think Oprah would like me, you know, because the people who don't know, I actually write these books by myself, by hand, you know, and uh, so I call up and I said, uh, yeah, I actually got the producer and I said, yeah, this is uh, Mick Foley. I'm, uh, my voice is shaking, you know, because I'm way out of my element here with the Oprah Winfrey people. And I said, and uh, you know, I wrote a book last year. It went to, to number one on the New York Times list and uh, I, I just think I bring a real unique perspective to writing and I thought if Oprah had a panel of writers maybe i could be on it and she was like are, are you sure you wouldn't rather be on the jerry springer oh, show oh and i was like oh rejected without and, even a second thought you know what, let me and i don't mean to quote here but uh I, you know i can probably say this by by uh by memory right. i said well let, let me tell you a funny little story because it just so happened that last year or a year and a half ago my book hit number one Two days later, Oprah Winfrey presents Tuesdays with Maury was a Hallmark Hall of Fame presentation. Right, right. Everybody in the world mm -hmm. saw it. And Tuesdays just shot up there, and my book never went to number one again. And so I was sitting there at night, and, and I wrote about this, and I'm reading it to her like I think she's going to get a kick out of it. I said, you know, I, I lay awake at night thinking one thing over and over. If only it wasn't for that damn Oprah. And she goes... You can't say that about Oprah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, wait, wait, there's a punchline. Yeah, it's in the book. I said, there's a punchline here. She's like, oh, you can't say that. Like she was offended. And I said, I said, but, but, but listen, listen. She wouldn't even listen to my punchline. The thing was, I said, look. Uh, then I looked at the cloud silver lining. And I mean, how many guys can lie awake thinking if only it wasn't for that damn Oprah and really mean it? And then I said, uh, besides Phil Donahue, I can't think of any. And she wouldn't even stick around for, like, the nice wow. little story. It's like, what, Oprah can't be referred to as damn now? She's too good? Oh, but forget it. She's a deity over there. But I, I don't know if she's ever going to read, you know, your book and, uh, and make not. it a recommendation. <laughs> no. Not, 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 not in the book club. Well, you know, there are some, some real nice parts of this book. It's a lot about family. But then I start thinking, uh-oh, there's the Al Snow jokes and the innuendos, the you know. Sparrow's and, egg and the, the vultures. Sparrow, yeah, and I'm thinking, hey, my chances, maybe I should give Springer a call. Let me just do the sports. It was almost a second no-hitter this season for Red Sox pitcher Hideo Nomo. He had to settle for a one-hitter when in the seventh inning he gave up a questionable single. Red Sox did end up beating the Twins 2-0, though. Seattle over the Yankees 7-3. Milwaukee topped the Mets 12-8. NBA Toronto over the Knicks 94-74. Marcus Camby wasn't really in the game after what happened to him earlier this week with his family in South Windsor. Lakers over Portland. Hockey winners Toronto, Pittsburgh, and Los Angeles. Mostly sunny near 70 today. Tonight clear down near 40 and tomorrow some sun, but only in the upper 50s. It's 41 at 7.30. All right, we're going to talk. I got to ask Dibble what's going on with the Yankees. Are you a Yankees fan, Mets fan? Yeah, I, I'm something of a Yankees fan. Yeah, we look like crap <laughs> this year. We started out really well, bad. Well, Seattle's really good. I don't want to hear that. I mean, before the season started, everybody was saying that, you know, the Yankees were going to be unstoppable, and everybody's stopping us. Don't we're, look for. Don't look at me for sympathy. I I can't give you any sympathy. I don't want sympathy. You're a Red Sox fan, and you guys are doing great. Last year, you guys had terrible month and a half, and you still ended up winning the World Series. Yeah. All hope's not lost. It's, it's only April. It shouldn't be this bad. Look at me. I'm trying to console you. I know. I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would. Yes, I would. I said you guys are doing good this year. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Mick Foley's in the studio with us. Of course, Mankind, Cactus Jack, legend in wrestling, author, 
best-selling author. Best, yeah, number one New York Times. I got a new author. book coming out on May 8th called Foley is Good, but he's up here in Hartford on business. Yeah, definitely. Serious business, mm -hmm. and we'll find out what that business is. When we return with more D. Snyder Radio, stick around. It's Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. Get used to it. Highest in quality. I kind of like it. Best for you. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Did I say that? Yes, you said that. Radio 104. Hey, next week on D. Snyder Radio, Zagan Zivas Psycho Dance Game Show with the ever-popular Blitzkrieg round. That means, what do you say, right, in German? Yeah, say what? Ich spreche ein bisschen Deutsch. Oh, see that? Well, we were calling it Say What, and then, uh, but he's kind of a taskmaster when it comes to a game show host. He, like, yells at you and makes up answers and stuff. Does he know his German pretty good? No. No, I've been All right, let me give you a little German, How do you okay? know German? Uh, you know, I've, I've been to Germany a few times. So someone was, were in an ambulance and was getting out of the hospital, and they said to you, Vergessen Sie nicht, bitte, mein Ohr in der Plastiktasche zu bringen. Do you know what that means? No. It means, please don't forget to bring my ear in the plastic bag. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where you learned that? Uh, no, 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 no I, I did speak German. I took it in, uh, in, uh, in high school. <laughs> and uh, so when I would go to Germany, I'd, I'd, I'd actually, I'd, I was like a C student, but I could actually speak it. You know, like my grammar was terrible. Yeah, we course. were just talking during the break about writing. You know, you don't have to be a, a great writer to write a good book. And it's the same thing. You know, I would be able to speak this German pretty fluently, but I'd get all my uh, plurals and singulars messed up but i went over there and i practiced the german and i and i got to be pretty good when the wwf would go over there and that's where i lost my ear and uh, that's actually what i said as we were getting into the uh, uh getting out of the ambulance you know we we're getting out and I, i'm looking and the there it is they left my my ear sitting there and i was like oh forget something this but then my so, oh well, uh, i learned uh, some little spanish when i was in mexico dejame pelo pelo chingada madre which means like oh my hair mother i <laughs> Part. And I asked, so you just swore in Spanish. Yeah, can I do that? This isn't a Spanish station. I guess I can. Uh, also, Jerry Cantrell from uh, Allison Chains. We have an interview with him on Tuesday. Uh, he's playing the Webster Theater May 13th. We'll talk to him as well. We're here with Mick Foley. We're going to talk to him in just a second. Some reactions, some things we were talking about. Uh, Kristen. The Wiccan says, uh, I'm sitting here doing my web work, listening as I do every morning, and then the exploding cow story. Hmm. I almost hurled, I really got to learn to stop eating breakfast during your show. She wants to know how do dead cows explode? We don't. It's gases. <laughs> how does Dark Side explode? It's gases. <laughs> and Cindy from Tallinn said, uh, you know, you know, when you think how bad your day sucks, it could always be worse. A cow could explode on you. Um, we had a story, uh, Klepto Kyle's back, and he says, uh, D, yesterday in the news, Beth read a story about two women fighting for the title of world's oldest person. Right. That was my suggestion. <laughs> he says, I have a better idea. Why don't you just amputate one of their arms and count the rings? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's one, pretty disgusting. Uh, damn it all. He said he was made, he actually dry heaved during the exploding cow story. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Genghis John says, move over ER. Here comes Nick Lentino, OBGYN. It's sure mm. to be a rating smash. What's that? Big <laughs> and Princess Leia says uh, she thought it was hilarious, but maybe we could do a follow-up, a sequel. 
I think people want to know. That was a tease yesterday, Nick Lentino, OBGYN. Yeah. People want more of that story. All right, let's get a traffic update, and we'll talk to Mick about his book, Foley is Good, in stores May 8th. What's going on, Psycho Dan? Morning in on Route 15 North. Near exit 65, we have a giant swan running around in the highway. That's New Wallingford. <laughs> you know, we're never going to toughen up our image if you people keep those swans out of the road. Leave the swan alone. You ever hear that in New York? Oh, there was a goose in the road. It's something. <laughs> Turkeys have stopped traffic. We don't do that in New York. Can we stop that here? <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. At 742, I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. Hey, Mick, all week long, we've been each day we've been having a trivia contest based on the show Piledriver. You know that show, Piledriver? Piledriver. It's should, a right? rock and wrestling show. Okay. It's a, a syndicated show. We've got it here. Oh, okay. okay, yeah. We've I have heard it on the air, yeah. Anyway, um... And we've been giving away WWF prize packs and qualifying people for a grand prize. Which the grand prize is a year's supply of WWF events on pay-per-view and tickets to the SmackDown in Hartford on Tuesday, May 8th, the day your book comes out. That's right. Yeah, Are you going to be up here? Uh, I may or, I may or may not be. Oh, okay, we'll talk about that. And at dinner and limo ride and you know and everything. So we're wondering if you would do, at the end, when we're talking a little later, you could do the grand prize drawing, pick one of the uh, people to win? Yeah, I can think okay, I can do cool. that. All right, so... You got this book. Yes. Some of these pictures are pretty. <laughs> Foley pretty is gruesome. good. Hey, you should have seen the first book. You know, that was real gruesome. And 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 what is the? And it's I've been trying to pick up the nature of the book. Is it just face. sort of <laughs> cl climb into Mick Foley's mind here, and you know, and just a little? Just is it all over the place? A little bit about everything? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's. Uh, I guess if for if you had to say one thing, it'd be an autobiography. But uh, the last one, I think, uh, illustrated when I did have a nice day illustrated that I was a pretty good storyteller on paper. You know, okay. and so. Part of the fun of it is that I would I would just start writing and I'd just write whatever came off the top of my head and sometimes the tangents I went on were, were, were some of the best parts and actually I mean you know uh, you're saying it looks a little gruesome mm -hmm. I'm actually glad that this book is not as gruesome as the first one because there were so many injuries in the first one that what I thought was essentially a very sweet story that happened to <laughs> contain a lot of blood and guts was seen, I mean, and it was reviewed very well. I mean, I didn't get a single negative review. The, the, about the worst review I got, and this is like a backhanded compliment, is the uh, Village Voice. It's very arty, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and they said, if, uh, if one can get by the sophomoric humor and multiple penis references, there emerges a touching, if somewhat drawn-out tale of a creative young man chasing his dreams. Ah, what are those beatniks now? Anyway? But, but I was like, hey, listen, on the flip side, if one can get past all that yeah. sappy stuff oh, that about the uh, young man and his dreams, there's some pretty good penis references and sophomoric humor in there. Well, it wasn't number one. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> the reverse holds yeah. true as well. Yeah. So this is sort of a continuation of, of that. It's a continuation, and, and what I did is I, uh, you know, wrestling's under a lot of fire these days, you know, and, and I'm, I guess I'm kind of like a, one of the elder statesmen, and people, you know, respect my opinion, or at least enjoy reading uh, what I have to say about some of these things, and so I did some chapters where, you know, like uh, I, I talk about a, a very, uh, a real, real wild match that got a hand with me and The Rock at the I Quit match in January 1999, which then led me to violence in sports and wrestling, you know. Excuse me, was that the one that was documented on the, on that video? Yeah. On the Matt? Yeah, 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 dude. That was it, pretty. It heavy. was it was pretty rough, and uh, you know, did I that have to do with you leaving? Uh, you, in the end of that video, yeah. you're talking about Beyond the Mat. It's a documentary. It's really good, but you're at the very end. You're watching your family reacting to you being injured in the ring, and you say right there. I don't know if I could do this anymore. Yeah. I mean, uh, there was a famous match called Hell in the Cell uh, in Ju uh, June of 1998. 
and I got real uh, real badly hurt. The only two times my kids ever got really upset. Mm-hmm. It's funny how intuitive kids can be. They only got upset twice watching me wrestle, and those were both the times when I really was hurt bad. And they knew. And they knew, and I think I'm a pretty good faker, you know? I mean, yeah. I think I can fake with the best of them, but mm-hmm. they know when Dad's playing and when I'm not. Is Hell in the Cell where you felt where the top gave way yeah, and you fell yeah. through onto the yeah. back? Yeah, it was, you know, it was a, my, one of my teeth ended up in my nose, and uh-huh. I had, you know, I mean, just like as many different injuries you can have, everything from a bruised kidney to a dislocated shoulder to uh, 14 stitches in the mouth and the tooth in the nose and one and a half teeth came out and it was just it was a dislocated jaw all from one match I mean essentially from a what happened was uh, I was thrown off this cage which everyone thought was cool and they play, replay it over and over but we when I climbed back on it was actually a dramatic moment in wrestling and uh, they took me out on the stretcher and I got off the gurney you know and like I was like James Brown yeah. doing, please 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 <laughs> and I climbed back up on that on that cell you know it's a legitimate 16 feet off the yeah. ground I don't feel like I have to say 30 feet 30 feet in the air yeah. you know I always said I wanted to have one of these wrestling announcers announce my sex life you know so they could throw <laughs> exaggerations in like they're doing wrestling but with 16 feet uh, I climbed back up on the cell and the Undertaker choke slammed me, and we thought the cell was going to hold up, and it didn't. I went straight through, and a chair that was on top of that cage ended up following me mm. down by about a foot and a half and hit me in the face and did a lot of damage. And it was after that, you know, it really took a lot out of me. I mean, I mean, it probably was the beginning of the end of the career. And uh, That's like when Nick got his ass kicked by the mascot for the hockey team. <laughs> it was like, you know, it looked great on video. They played it again and again, but he really got hurt. That was the beginning of the end of your career, right? As a Things haven't been the same since. <laughs> but that was really, is that like you physically said, you know what? I really got hurt, and I don't know if I could do this anymore. Well, you know, you know, it was hard, and my my wife was crying. You know, mm-hmm. I usually call home whenever I whenever I finish my match, but I was so out of it, you know, that uh, I I forgotten. And oh boy, that's got to be the sign. You're waiting for the phone call. <laughs> waiting for the phone call, and it's not there. And by the time, and I'd also forgotten to pay my phone bill, so the phone was disconnected. So my wife uh, big mistake. <laughs> we went to a. She went to the gym. Believe it or not, I owned a gym in Florida. She went over I there. Owned a gym in Long Island. Which one? I was called Iron Masters in Massapequa. No kidding. I bought it. Oh man, I lost six figures on that thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't Big lose mistake. that much. I didn't lose that much, but I lost low five figures. Well, you're never there, and and uh, people just took advantage of that situation. Yeah. I mean, I, I was never there. Yeah. I don't know if you guys can tell, but no, <laughs> I didn't. I, didn't mean, I was never there. I was on the road. But and continue. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, and so when uh, I finally uh, got a call, and WWF said that my wife had paged them, and uh, they said, yeah, your wife's really upset. And I mean, I got on that phone, and I was out of it, you know, uh, and uh, she was just screaming at me, you know, just, you can't do this, you know, and, and it was really tough because I'd, uh, I'd hurt my kids, but the problem was, like, uh, my first, uh, people think there's a lot of money. I mean, I say, yeah, my first 12 years in the wrestling, I made a million dollars, but that's... That's over the course of 12 years, you know. I got a friend uh, exactly. who punches tickets on the Long Island Railroad and makes that, and he's got both his ears, you know. <laughs> so uh, the money was starting to come in, and I kind of owed it to my family, I thought, to do a couple more years. And the funny thing is, I don't know, it was funny, ironic, whatever. When the book came out, Have a Nice Day, when I sat down there and I wrote that, I was, it was like, well, you know, I've got nothing left to prove, you know. Like, I've pretty much set out. I've done everything I set out to do, and I, and I could no longer justify. Once I did make some money, you know, and I'd been hitting the head an awful lot, if I had to change one thing about my career, it would have been I would have brought up the hand, you know, to block the chair shots because there was part of me that thought, hey, the fans know real mm-hmm. pain from, you know, they, they the, the idea was that I was like the real deal. Maybe the Dude, wrestling you thing. You were the real deal. You know how psycho this guy was. Are you like a... I mean, you, you raised the bar as far as physical pain and... And, and commitment on the, you know, some of the, what are some of the things you innovated? Sean, tell him the innovations in case he doesn't know them. 
Well, I mean, you've got Mr. Sacco. I mean, well, that was an innocent innovation. You know, that was like the innocent the Bob Wire two by four, the tax. Oh yeah, I all mean, that it, table stuff. Yeah, and what happened is, is, I was pretty creative in the ring. You know, I'm very limited. You would never be able to tell by mm-hmm. looking at me. Right, very limited natural athlete, but I was real creative. And what happened was, like, I, I invented a lot of things, but the other wrestlers would borrow the cool stuff that didn't hurt. And kind of leave me with the really painful stuff that no one else was stupid enough to do, you know. And so I was I was paying the price for that. And 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 like you said, you saw the documentary uh, Beyond the Mat. And there was one uh, one point in there where I said, Yeah, I need to get out in a, in a year or so. And uh, the interviewer said, Well, what are you going to do? And I was like, uh, That's the problem. You know, I didn't know what I was going to do. So I mean, I look at this book as a blessing because this is my second book in addition to children's book. And I'm like, You know, yeah, I got, we got that one. That, you yeah. got the uh, Mick Foley's uh, Christmas Chaos, which. My kids really enjoyed. Thank you. Little older kids. Not, little older not, kids. Yeah, it's, it's not, not three, four years. I started reading to the four-year-old. I'm like, you know what? Let's get another <laughs> book, honey. Don't we, have, <laughs> don't we have Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer around there somewhere? And I gave it to my, my 11 and my 13-year-old. Hey, it's and the they, first, they you, dug it. You know what I mean? You got 15, 17-year-olds listening to a 25-minute story about Santa Claus. And really, at the end, it's a very nice story. I got to, you know, I, the ba- the book was banned in thousands of stores because the, that little elf on the cover is naked, you know? And I thought, mm-hmm. geez, that's... Oh, you can't see his Johnson. Well, no, or you can't see anything. I yeah, mean, you can't. he's about as naked as Winnie the Pooh is. He's streaking. Yeah, <laughs> he's a cute little naked. Hey, elf. Daffy Duck's naked. Nobody ever complained <laughs> about that. So uh, May eighth, the book comes out, right? And people are already calling and saying, "Are you doing a signing today? Are you doing a signing? No, I'm here no, to do no. A signing. No, this is not even an official uh, a press thing. Uh, what it is is I'm up here, and this is top secret business. Uh, okay, I wrote in here uh, the the uh, the first like f- uh, 380 pages took me seven weeks to write. You know, when I get to writing, you know, I, I write with a ballpoint pen and, and notebook paper. Longhand, longhand, and now it's mm. it's pretty damn tough to decipher what I'm writing after about 12 hours of handwriting. But I mean, I really get into it, and I. I I really enjoy it, and so I can I can go limit you know an unlimited amount of time. I'm talking about my writing here. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and while I was, but I did this thing. This is maybe not the smartest thing to do when you're a writer. Is like I didn't tell anybody I was writing a book. Like I got this image in my mind that uh, I'm gonna get a call from the publisher going. You know, we're really hurting. We could really use a wrestling book. And I'd be like, here's one. You know, like I really. Uh-huh. I, <laughs> so when I come to them, uh, hey, I wrote a book. They're like. Oh, that's great. But, uh, you know, China's book was coming out and like they didn't have time for me. So while I was waiting, uh, this criticism about wrestling really started getting ridiculous. There was a study Indiana University put out. And let me see. I don't know if I got the exact figures. I I got them in here. why don't you guys talk about something while I... Uh, okay. Well, it's obviously not in favor of wrestling. <laughs> right, it, was, yeah. it, it was how damaging wrestling is to young people. Well, yeah. they did they, Over the course of a year on Raw, they saw, and this is, I'm quoting the Indiana University study, 157 instances of wrestlers or audience members giving the finger, 434 instances of the slogan, suck it, being said by wrestlers or appearing on signs in the audience. One we thousand. did that. <laughs> <laughs> Two of those were you guys? No, I was just saying, you still here? Hard to argue with that. <laughs> 1,658 instances of wrestling's gro- wrestlers groping or pointing to their crotches. 128 instances of simulated sexual activity. 42 instances Sounds of like simulated drug use. 47 references One to day. satanic activity. And 609 instances of wrestlers being hit by objects like garbage cans or nightsticks. And what I found is when I was researching this book while I was watching tapes to kind of relive these matches, I'm like, 
All right, I can I, I see the suckets. Personally, I can't justify a single sucket, let alone 429, unless there was a please in front of it. Yeah. That, that changes that things a little bit. That was pretty over the top. I've been out of wrestling for a while, you know, and yeah. also I come back and I'm seeing sucket. Yeah. I'm like, hello. Yeah, they're really, I, I, you know, I was never in agreement with the sucket thing, you know, but but I did notice, I'm like, well, where, I don't see any simulated sex and I don't see any simulated drug use. So Do people, I never noticed actually, anybody said, giving the Hey, where finger. was I when they were doing the simulated sex? <laughs> well, when I leave the ring? You know what, here's the thing. I watch The Sopranos, I watch Oz. I know what simulated sex looks like. Oh, yeah, hello. Uh, and, you, you know, know when, when you the know zipper what, goes down. You know what tossing your salad uh, is yeah. if you watch Oz. <laughs> So and I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't never seen any of that. I'll I'll give you the crotch pointing and the suckets, but I don't see the simulated sex or the simulated drug use. So I ended up having a very long, pleasant discussion with the professor who did the study and and he admitted that simulated sexual activity was, for example, a girl rubbing a guy's arm. And I'm like, Which arm? <laughs> Not the baby's arm holding Not the an baby's. apple. No? <laughs> I have a reference in here to a baby's arm holding an apple. Yeah, I do. I do. Right on. I compare uh, the size of books to sex toys and say that, you know, people are afraid of big books. The same reason that, uh, uh, this is a true story. I went into a, uh, a sex shop in Montana when I was 20 or 21, just about to graduate college. I was on a wrestling tour. And we oh, went last to the- week. <laughs> 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 and we went into the sex shop just because, you know, we're a bunch of... Curiosity. Know, curiosity. Yeah, I've been to the Pink Pussy Boutique <laughs> down in... Uh, in the village, go ahead. And so I learned a lot from this one question. I'll kind of be a, a wise guy. I said, "So, man, what's your most what's your most popular model?" And they had the cobra with the vein running through it, and the baby's <laughs> arm with the apple. And she hands me that she shows me this little thing that I swear my mother took my temperature with bigger instruments than this number one uh, selling sex toy. And I was like, "Well, why is that?" She goes, "Well, most women, you know, have never used a sex toy before, and they find it less threatening." And so I was and like, yeah, well, that's the thing with books. Yeah, the a big, big black book. one with the veins in it probably yeah, is a, a little big, intimidating. Yeah, 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 like Tuesdays with Maury is like a less threatening sex toy, whereas mine is like a, a, a baby's arm holding the apple. Exactly, okay. but, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so so you went, you taught the professor, yeah. and he says that these that sex acts, he was counting as... Any kind of like showing of affection. Yeah, anything. It was so the a most kiss. liberal interpretation, you know, anything. Yeah. I mean, their interpretation of sex was like anything that could even vaguely be considered sexual was a simulated act of sex. And then I said, well, what about the drug use? And I even said, look, you know, we have one wrestler who says, you know, your ass is grass and I'm going to smoke it, you know, and he t- takes the fingers like right, a smoke right, right. joint. I said, would that be simulated uh, drug use? He says, no. And I said, what about uh, one wrestler who says, uh, roll a fatty for this pimp daddy, light that mother up and say, pimping ain't easy. And he says, uh, no, that wouldn't be simulated uh, drug use. What about the hoe train? But th- well, that's a whole different story there. <laughs> hey, by the way, we're talking with Mick Foley. He's got a, a brand new book called Foley is Good. It's in stores May 8th. And he's just telling us about the book and and, and why, why I'm here. Yeah, right? why he's here. Yeah, this is. I, I'll try to. I'll try to bottom line it here. No, Dave. no, you don't have to. Bot- <laughs> you don't got to bottom line it actually at all. all. Right. But okay. uh, but the fact is that people reacted to this yeah. survey. Well, the simulated the press was all over. They that, printed it that without survey. ever yeah. asking. I mean, mm-hmm. I just found it. I said to the guy, I said, "Has anyone else?" I said, "I did my own study." I watched, I didn't watch 50 episodes, I watched 20 episodes, and I came up, yeah, I didn't even count the suckets, because like I said, I can't justify one, let alone 434. At the yeah. time, I, of the, when I watched the study, Austin was, was out with a neck injury, so there were no middle fingers, you know. Undertaker was out, he'd been doing the satanic thing, so there was no satanic references. But I noticed, like, no sexual, uh, what I consider to be sex, simulated sexual activity, and, and no simulated drug use. So I said to the guy, 
well, I said, I'm really at a loss to explain simulated drug use. And he says, well, that would be beer drinking. And I said, come on, you've got, you've got to be kidding me. He goes, no, no, it's listed in the study as simulated drug use and alcohol use. And I said, well, I'm not sure you're aware of it, but I've read 37 different newspaper articles, and in every one of them it's listed as simulated drug use. Yeah, they're, they're, they're reacting to it. Yeah. You know, it's one thing, Beth, to be accused of things that you're guilty of. It's another thing mm-hmm. to be accused of exactly. things you're not guilty of. The show of. is not, it's, it's, not a, it's not a show for little kids, but it's not the worst show in the world either. And that led, leads me to the, the Parents Television Council, and the reason I'm here is that they've done this stu- uh, their own study. Now, they hung up on me. Unlike the other guys, they hung up on me. They wouldn't talk to me the moment the guy found out who I was. I mean, I, he literally goes like this. This is a... Twelfth time I've called the PTC, and I said, yeah, my name is Mick Foley. I'm doing a book on professional wrestling. I'd like to, uh, you know, find out what, uh, you know, what the, uh, the PTC study considers uh, bad language, sex, and violence. He goes, uh, uh, just a second. He comes back, and he says, uh, what was your name again? I said, Mick Foley. And here's the guy from the Parents Television Council, like our arch nemesis. And he goes, the Mick Foley? <laughs> I said, well, I'm a Mick Foley. He goes, I-, I mean, are you mankind? I said, well, yeah. And he goes, Wow. And, and and then he goes, hold on, hold on. Like, oh, yeah, I'm like, not supposed to be impressed. Yeah, and then and I'm like, wow. Did he just say wow? No, that's what Tipper Gore said to me when I called her about the censorship <laughs> thing. D.D. Snyder, wow. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> oh, you see my spandex yeah, outfit. Alex D. Snyder. <laughs> well, you came here yeah. and you got the book, but in the book you. Made a promise. Yeah, because uh, this PTC study, the guy comes back on the phone and he says, we can't talk to the WWF, and he hangs up. Yeah. And so it leads me to believe, okay, now what are they considering? Like, I even make the point, I'm like, all right, they got this survey, this study they do about sex, violence, and bad language. I'm like, all right, take a, uh, take a, a phrase like, I'm going to kick your ass. Now, would that be a sex term? Because the ass can be sexual, although not in my it case. very sexual. Right? Not, yes, not in my case, but... Mm. Our case, <laughs> you know. It, Hello, <laughs> is it bad language or is it a threat to violence? Or, or are these guys sitting back there like marking them down on all three lists just because they hate our show? One thing, and and the, it, what brings me to Connecticut is uh, Senator Joseph Lieberman is. Oh yes, he's one of their. Uh, he's on their advisory council. Oh, is he? Yeah, and, and one, is that true? I don't know. That is true. Uh, not that I doubt you. And I thought our news person might well, know. And the reason I'm here, Joe does. <laughs> and I'm like, and as I'm driving down the road, you know, uh, coming in from uh, from New York, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to talk about this politics and this and Lieberman stand on the EPA and all this. And then I hear fan, the Family Feud. You guys are going over the bushes and uh, people's bushes. <laughs> no, not sometimes George. we get serious. We do talk uh, about serious. But I thought subjects. to myself, oh, I better, I better cut down on the political talk. I don't want you to lose half your audience because of me. But, but Joe Lieberman, to me, is a good, honest person. I think that's his reputation in politics. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's, he's generally well-liked up here. Yeah, and he's one of the few people who is willing to vote with his conscience and not just along party lines. Right. And I'm like, it just doesn't figure. How can this guy be affiliated with a guy like L. Brent Bozell, the Parents Television Council? One thing Joe Lieberman should know about studies is you have to, you have to dismiss any study that's not done by a, a disinterested third mm-hmm. party. So you don't think Joe did his homework? I don't think Joe, uh, from what I've read, and I have a quote from Joe uh, from the Chicago Sun-Times in May of 2000, he doesn't watch the show. His concern was that he thinks, he goes, you know, here's a case where children are watching uh, acts that are presumably faux and artificial, but I don't think they can distinguish that. And I'm thinking, Joe, kids don't think wrestling's real. I mean, the number of kids who think wrestling is real are about on a par with the number of kids who think Dr. Evil is really trying to take over the world. And then he admitted he doesn't, he doesn't watch the show, but he reads reports on content. And I'm like, 
more reports on content filed by these people who hate our who hate the right, WWF right, right. publicly say their goal is to put us out of business have done some really questionable things as far as as far as uh, bo- uh, doing sponsor boycotts I mean they sent Steve Allen who's since passed away and you got to be careful what you say about Steve Allen because he was a legend in this you know and he ra- wrote over th- uh, 7,000 songs apparently mm-hmm. that's right <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows any of the songs he wrote but he wrote did a lot he, of songs did he really write I Wanna Rock <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> he may have ghosted it, but I was, I'm still getting the royalties. And F his wife, Audrey, or one of those Meadows sisters. I hate them. So, so what is the what do you say in the book that you're going to do? What I say is I made a promise here that the third book, I said I'm going to keep one for myself, I'm going to give one to my mother, and I'm going to drive one directly to the office of Senator Joseph Lieberman because I really don't think he knows the type of guy that he's aligned himself with. And what I was going to say about Steve Allen is Steve Allen went to the MCI shareholders meeting, and they basically, does this sound like a threat or blackmail? He said, we are going to let MCI know that we will hold them personally responsible for every child injured or killed as a result of wrestling moves unless they pull their sponsorship from SmackDown. And as that case in Florida proved where the kid got life in jail, Mm -hmm. the judge comes out. I mean, how much more explicit could the judge be when he says, upon sentencing the kid to life, he goes, it is inconceivable that this beating took place as a result of horseplay or imitating wrestling moves. But it's Clearly. forever known, it will forever known be known as the wrestling defense and the wrestling trial. It will always carry a little bit of, like a, a hint of guilt with it. And this trial has, has caused us to lose millions of dollars in the WWF. And I'm like, Joseph Lieberman needs to know the kind of guy he's aligned with. You know what? I actually, I read his, I, I needed some sleep desperately last You're night. You're not going to whip it out, are you? No, no I'm not going to whip it out. But I read his book all last night. You know, I was up till four and then up at 530. I'm reading his book uh, in praise of public life. And what he says is uh, a U.S. senator. Let me see if I got the right quote. I wrote a bunch of quotes here. Uh, there's two things, okay? He says, I've watched good men go bad, their judgment clouded by zealotry and ideological obligation, uh, blind ego and ambition by the dark side of power and prestige, or simply by desires that become needs. And I'm like, Joseph, you need to see that the guy you're talking about is L. Brent Bozell. Uh, he is a good person gone bad because of zealotry and ideological obligation. The other thing, I mean, when you're talking about content, like I'd made a thing where, all right, all right, you want to know about content? All right, I'll give you the content of the book, The Wizard of Oz. It's a book about witchcraft, imprisonment, uh, I, I gotta, Satan <laughs> drugs. It's, it's about you know, Satan There are drugs. 42 yeah. decapitations in, in, in The Wizard of Oz. The reason right. that Tin Man had it, tin arms is because the witch put a spell where he's amputating his arms. Well, that's like, in the actual book. In the book. They, they calmed it down in the movie. Oh, hold on a second. We're going to take a break here, okay? Because we have a spot. Yeah, that's okay. And I want, we're going to, when we come back, we're going to have you pick that winner for Pile Driver. Also, I want to talk to what you're going to, what you're doing today. Okay. You're going to obviously go over and. I am. I am. I the doubt office. the senator's going to meet me. I don't even know he's well, there. Well, We'll talk about that in a second. We come back. I want to continue this. Also, coming up next, we got uh, the Ken Burns parody of a documentary on Beth Lockwood, which people are going to be very excited to hear. It's really, it's actually very revealing. Uh, I can't documentary. Wait to hear it. Beth has not heard it yet. So stick around with Mick Foley, wrestling legend, hanging out with us. And he's here on business today. He's going over to Joe Lieberman's office, and he'll tell you what he intends to do in just a few minutes. We'll be back with more D Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. I'm sewing your mouth shut. The Snyder Radio. Oh, what better way to celebrate? On Radio 104. We had a uh, breakdown here. Now back to The Snyder Radio. Stop sucking right now! What do you mean? I'm trying to understand! Who are you? The Snyder Radio on Radio 104. 
right. Be sure to tune in Monday for the D-Sider Radio Family Feud. And do go to our Peeps poll at Radio104.com. Answer this week's survey question so we have a nice sampling for the big game on Monday. Also, look forward to another investigative report from Nick Spanky Lentino. You got more names, dude. <laughs> we call him Spanky now, Mick, since we found out he wanks off every day. Uh, Spanky is doing another uh, Shame of the City expose. Very exciting. That's going on on Tuesday. You have that to look forward to as well. Now, got a couple of things. Let me see. I'm reading the order here. You're the producer, right? So I'll say, let's get a traffic update from Psycho Dan. Then I'll do the sounder window. Then we'll do the grand prize drawing for SmackDown. And we'll, uh, we'll find out where Mick's headed shortly after this show. Psycho? This traffic report is brought to you by Western Connecticut State University. Give your brain a kickstart this summer by taking summer classes at Western Connecticut State University. Your brain will thank you for it. Call Western Connecticut State University or visit their website at wcsu.edu. Traveling on 84 East, you'll slow down from Sisson Avenue to the downtown tunnel. 84 West, stop and go traffic still from Governor Street in and over the Bulkley Bridge. 91 South, slow, you'll slow down from exit 36 to the 84 West ramp. 91 North looks good, no delays there. Traveling on Route 2 west. That exit 20 off-ramp is still closed due to a construction crane that is in the way. And in Woodbridge, on Route 67, it's shut down between Pex Road and Sanford Road due to an overturned tractor-trailer. At 813, I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. Alright, that's cooler. I mean, I hope nobody got hurt, but you know, an overturned tractor-trailer has a little more credibility. <laughs> a burning potpourri truck, which we had earlier this week... <laughs> That's not tough. And a swan crossing the road. Yeah, swan. The WWF being here in the state, that's cool. Swan stopping traffic, not cool. Wait, they had a burning potpourri? Mm. A, po- a truck filled with potpourri <laughs> caught on fire? And it's true. It was, it was backed up for miles, but it was smelled, it smelled very good. nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Hey, check it out. I got to tell you this. Uh, Radio 104 is giving you a chance at $10,000 on a trip every workday. More stations, more money, more winners. Today, between 4 and 5 p.m. during Chaz's show, the, sa- the cue to call will sound... And if you're calling number 25 at our nationwide toll-free number at one eight seven seven thirty three bucks, you'll win ten grand and a trip to Asia. This trip includes stops in Tokyo, Beijing, Hong Kong, Bangkok, Singapore, a visit to the Great Wall of China. Trip includes airfare, lodging, and the best hotels. We're talking straw mattresses here, people. This is the goods. <laughs> Real windows. No, it's going to be a great trip. Sound a window between four and five p.m. during Chaz's show. You ever like been in Asia? I have been in Japan. Asia. You've been. Uh, Japan. I went on yeah, well, fifteen trips, been. and uh, wow, yeah, uh, that was all I did uh, for. Uh, I went about uh, two weeks out of every month uh, back in between my uh, WCW and WWF days. I was so there on the plane. Re- Go ahead. Is it really worldwide? WWF. WWF. Yeah, is in. I don't know how many countries. Wow. I don't want to exaggerate, but it is. I mean, it's. Uh, I. Th- I think it's in every continent. I know that when I went to Australia last summer on a promotional tour, it was just crazy. And then I went to Southeast Asia. I went to some of those places. I think I, I kind of tuned out there for a second but I went to uh, Malaysia and uh, oh. Malaysia and Beijing Bangkok Singapore we've got here Singapore China. yeah Singapore yeah, Singapore is wonderful yeah yeah, probably getting beat with a barbed wire <laughs> two by four isn't a big deal in Singapore. Well, you know what? You know what's funny is that uh, you know Singapore. That's nothing. They don't cane anymore. They use a barbed wire. <laughs> post. Hey, good idea. You know this kid. What are, I, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, you know he he took the ten lashes. Right. Yeah, he got caned. Incident. It's like yeah, it's an international incident. Cane. You know we turned it around and made it our stipulation match. You know loser gets ten lashes <laughs> with this Singapore cane. But uh, yeah, I went to Southeast Asia, uh, three different countries, Singapore. 
Singapore, Malaysia, and one other country I can't think of. And it was it was huge. More people watch the WWF in Malaysia than watch it in oh, the United huge. States. I was on a plane going to Japan with Harley Ride. Of all people, right. talk about some forehead. Harley Race. Harley, Harley Race, yeah. Harley Race, yeah. the old guy. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was, we were riding together. He was telling me all about the wrestling world and stuff. This yeah. Before it was opened up and, right, you, right. Know, and you know, the curtain was pulled back and said, hey, you know what? This is scripted. We're having a good time. It's entertainment, people. This is when they still thought it was yeah, yeah. really well, happening. Well, I think Harley did think it was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should see he did a suplex on the flight attendant. It was horrible. <laughs> all right. We're here with Mick Foley. Wrestling legend. We figure who better to pick the grand prize winner. Uh, we've been all week it's long. It's been our pile drive to SmackDown. And the grand prize. We've been giving away prize packs. WWF prize packs. But the grand prize of one year's WWF pay-per-view events. And tickets. Dinner. Limo transportation. To the big taping of SmackDown in Hartford on Tuesday, May 8th. Is going to go to who? It, it will go to... I'm just going to pick it blindly. Otherwise, yeah. you know, my my, uh, my tendency would be to look for a girl. Robert Rice, R-Y-S. Right on, Robert. Yes. Yes, you're going to the big... We're going to be there on May 8th. Are you doing anything on that or you don't know? Uh, you know what? I'm uh, kind of like in Never Never Land with the WWF. I'm in and out. I was uh, on the show Monday night, made a little cameo. Uh, I left as the uh, as the WWF commissioner, and I'm kind of roving around doing different things. So I, I hope I'm there. I'm, I'm up for any any wrestling show that I can actually drive to. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, we're, gonna, we're actually going. Every time it's up here, we're always down there in the front. Uh, and you just want to uh, say, catch WWF's Backlash on April 29th, live on AT&T and Cox in-demand pay-per-view for only $29.95. And be sure to check out Pile Driver, the rock and wrestling show, right here on Radio 104, every Wednesday at 10 p.m. So, in the book, yes. you made a promise. I did make a promise. And, I, and this, uh, first I want to give you a quote. Okay, this, go it ahead. was real late at night. Is this Lieberman? Lieberman's book was very good, but I was real tired. And But I went, read page 125, and I sat up, and I wrote this down, because he has a quote here It says, uh, he's talking about how it's so easy to have a single vote, like, misconstrued and exaggerated and, you know, like, to have one thing you've done, uh, tried to make, someone tries to make that a representation of your entire career. Right, so he right. says, a U.S. senator casts 350 votes a year, 2,100 during a six-year term. A single vote can kill because it can become the subject of an attack television ad. Right. So I'm thinking, you know, Joe, Joe Lieberman needs to understand that what he is taking part in is the wrestling equivalent of... Of not just the television attack ads, that's a good point. But the fact that because he's only being offered the worst of the worst in these reports on content, our show a lot of times is just very innocent, goofy humor. I mean, you know, we got I was we, Beth the, yeah. went with us, and and you know, Beth's pretty straight. I don't know if you picked that up. Yes, yes I have. and uh, we call her the Pilgrim, <laughs> and but she was pleasantly surprised. And don't let me put words in your mouth. That no, yeah, there are a lot of fun. families there, yeah. and people. Got it. They, get, they weren't yeah. taking it all seriously. They were having a good time. They, they realized a lot, you know, tongue is planted firmly in cheek at a lot of times, and it's entertainment. And, right. and you know, people are in on a lot of, the, a lot of it's an yeah. inside joke, and, and people the, are in on and it. And the they, people who go are not a pack of animals. I mean, no. all, all the book signings I've done, you, you get one person, and once in a while going, Foley is God. But for the most part, they've never had a problem in line. The bookstores are always amazed because I'm lucky, you know, lines have been good, and I'm hoping mm -hmm. when this comes out, I'll have some success 
successful signings, but everyone is very well behaved. Yeah. They wait in line. They're 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 just the regular people. Yeah, it's not trailer park trash like it used to be, but it, maybe a little bit of it is. But that's no different than the percentage of people who watch football or any other sport. Right, exactly. Right, but right. that's a good point. Yeah. You're getting so you guys. What are you on every day of the week? Five days uh, a week. We're on, uh, we're on Saturdays and Sundays on a package show, like uh, geared at younger kids. And right, but you, on, but you wrestle. I was talking to oh, yeah. Chris Jericho. You said, like, how many days a week do you yeah, they four, And they're down to four now. It used to be ridiculous. They put the guys on the road for 27 straight days. But then what happened is, you know, everyone's family was falling apart. This is like in the 80s. So more than 200 yeah. days of wrestling. And then they'll pick an individual incident exactly. and say, this is representative yeah. of those 200 days. They will take, you know, out of the 100 hours of SmackDown, I, I'm, like, thinking to do my math. Not a very good math student, but I'm like, 100 hours at 60 hours. Right, that's 6,000 minutes of SmackDown, right? right. That's six, yeah, that's 6,000 minutes. What they'll do is show a guy like Joe Lieberman or Senator Sam Brownback from Kansas a three, four-minute package of offensive stuff, and there is some offensive stuff. But We're it's not, not saying that some of our wrestlers didn't take some liberties with our female guests. <laughs> they did. Well, they did. <laughs> but but what he's doing, it's the exact same thing as a senator, you know, being hammered because of one vote. And when he talks about television attack ads, he needs to understand that L. Brent Bozell, the leader of the Parents Television Council, is like a pioneer. He is actually called, or his group, which is the National uh, Conservative Victory Committee, is referred to in one of these books I read as being pioneers of attack ads. You know you know what L stands for? What? Loser. <laughs> <laughs> Parents named him Loser Bozell. And so I, I'm showing up. I, I said in the book here, I, I wrote Go about ahead. this, and I, and I said, and I'm quoting here, when this book is published, I'm going to keep a copy for myself, give one to my mother, and then drive directly to Senator Lieberman's office, which is why I'm here, where he can feel free to do with it what he wants. But if he is the decent guy that I feel in my heart he is, I hope that he will at least take the time to read it and learn who it is exactly that he's in bed with before he decides to screw around with him any further. And then I said, and besides... Oh, you put it that way. Mm -hmm. And besides, that kiss Ooh. that your running mate laid on Tipper at the Democratic convention was at least as offensive as anything I've seen on SmackDown. Oh, that was really, really. I mean, she was pointing fingers at my records? Come on, what's going on there? Woo! Curled her toes. Licked her tonsils, for God's sake. So, after the show, what time you... I don't want to say what time, yeah, because I want to point this out, Beth. Mm -hmm. Now, when Mick called me up and said, I'm going to be up in town, I'm doing this thing. Want to you know come on the show? I'm going over to, uh, to to bring my book to Lieberman's office, and he called me up like nine thirty at night. I go to bed at nine. He doesn't know that yet, <laughs> and he says, "Dude, I hope I don't wake you up, but just I don't want this to be a publicity stunt, right. and I don't want them over there to think that my purpose is to get a bunch of wrestling fans over there to start yelling and screaming. You right. suck, Joe. That's not what it's about. I genuinely." think this guy is probably a pretty decent human being and I really want him to take a moment since he's obviously taking a moment to look at the other right. side to look at my side of things definitely and and so and that's so we're not gonna say what time you're headed over right. there but you are headed over there with a book and uh, do I get a copy too well yeah here's the here's we're gonna throw the little ast is it asterisk or asterisk when they they put that little Beth mark there. okay this is the microphone. With a K. With a K. Asterisk. Asterisk. Okay, you know, I, I said book number three goes to Joe Lieberman, and I'm driving it directly. Now, the truth is, I already sent one with a very nice letter uh, to Joe Lieberman's office in Washington. Well, so you're covering your bases here. <laughs> officially, book number three went to Joe Lieberman. Now, I've got two books with me. Four and five. So here's where the asterisk comes in because when people go, Do you really bring book number three as far as hand delivering it? 
I go, now, nah, book number three went to D. Snyder. Why? Why? <laughs> Actually, number, put, put, put four on me. And then, then okay, yeah, three. don't look Just at right. this until like 10.30 a.m., you know? I won't take possession <laughs> of it until after you deliver over okay, there. Okay. So now people want to know, the book's coming out May 8th. It's right. called Foley is Good. Are you going to be doing any book signings up this way? Anything going on? You know what? I think I may be. I know you guys are nice enough to promote the one I did uh, somewhere in Connecticut. Yeah, RJ Julia was it? Yeah, it was a nice place. Uh, I, I've got a bunch of signings signed up right now. Connecticut's not one of them, but uh, but Walmart called, and uh, uh, they want a book signing now. They hadn't wanted anything to do with, not with the book, but with book signings. And so my publicist said, you know, if we can get something in Connecticut, would you do it? And I was like, yeah, sure. It's right so, up the street. So uh, it would be nice. I mean, I'd love to be able to come on the show the 8th and give you guys a date. And the, the one thing is, uh, you know, I'm doing my first book signing at WWF New York on the 10th, and they wrote a letter for me. You know how I feel about ghostwriters. Right, right? Like, right, I don't right. need someone writing a letter to the fans. They're going to put on emails, I was like, hey, it's Mick Foley, you're hanging out, and what a better place for a book signing than, you know, WWE, right, right, come right. on down, and I'm like, and I rewrote it, and I and I called him, and I said, please don't change this, I said, I don't want my letter to the fans to be slick and hip, I said, maybe it comes off as being like unhip to say, look, I'm really proud of this book, I wrote it by hand, I'm showing up, mm -hmm. the signing is from five to seven, but I will stay there until everybody has a book signed. Cool. So, you know, I show up at, at some of these book signings. They got a list of rules. Mr. Foley will not sign this. And, and you can't go signing magazines and 8 by 10 Some people bring out, they bring everything <laughs> yeah. they've ever done. You can't do that because it is about a book. And you appreciate that, right. though, because you know they're so dedicated, but it takes it takes so long right. to and you, stuff. And you can't do that if you're doing a book signing. But as far as, like, they say, he will not personalize. I'm like, no, tell them. Yeah, you got the little post-it note on the right-hand side with your name, so I don't have to ask everybody what's your name. But I do my very best. You know, uh, that's uh, Howard Stern's a pretty good influence on yes. you, right? He yeah. was the same way. He's like, hey, if people think enough of me to show up and wait online, the least I can do is stay there and sign the I book. I never understand people who are rude ah. and cut off the law. But you, sometimes you got to cut it off, but it's tough. You yeah. know? I mean, because there are people who just straggle in at the last minute and go, well, I'll just, I don't know who this guy is, but I'll get his, <laughs> his autograph. <laughs> Mick Foley, hang out with us. I'm going to hang out for a little okay, while. Okay, good. What we want to do is we have a piece from Matt from Agawam, who's writer on contributor to the show. Uh, and it's a parody of the Ken Burns documentaries. If you know what the Ken I Burns documentaries? I love the Ken Burns documentaries. Civil yeah. War, Born in Baseball, Jazz. Jazz, other one. Well, Thomas Jefferson. Uh, see, yeah. he knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. I never even saw one. Lewis and Clark. Uh, well, uh, both of them? Is that, <laughs> is that a morning show in Minnesota? <laughs> All right, anyway, uh, we uh, did one, he did, apparently did one mm. on Beth Lockwood that a lot of people don't know about. Uh, sit back and enjoy. So the people the people are out there going to be identified as Ken Burns style? Yes, yes, yes. Beth? Okay, Ken great. Burns okay. on Beth. Everybody enjoy. The Civil War. Baseball. Jazz. Three landmark television events have illuminated what defines us as a nation. Once again, PBS proudly presents Ken Burns' latest series of relaxation tapes, a celebration of another uniquely American phenomenon. D. Snyder Radio, tonight. Chapter 3, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Best Parents, George and Helen Lockwood. Yeah, we were a little worried about all the swimming and... It was good exercise, of course, but... Oh, the cute little suit. Yeah, the bathing suit. It was a little, you know... Oh, my little girl, she was growing up. Yeah, so we made a little bathing costume for her from a, a leotard, three t-shirts, a pair of culottes, yeah. and, and, uh, and a sweater. Oh, she looks so precious. Yeah, but her coach made her switch back to the one piece after she nearly drowned. I didn't like it, oh. but uh, there it is. Yeah. Beth's bathing suit became less of a concern in 1984 when a new and insidious force entered the Lockwood home. Sister Betrill, Beth's CCD teacher, 
Beth was such a sweet girl. We even skipped her two grades in CCD. So you can imagine it was quite a shock when she started worshipping the devil. Well, so... I guess the first sign we had that there was a problem oh, was... Oh, uh, the floss. It was all the floss. Yeah, the floss. The floss. Um, Beth started going through six of those little cartons a week. Tell them about the nightlight, dear. Oh, that's right, right. One night, I noticed a faint light in Beth's room, and I remember thinking, you know, that's strange. Beth hasn't used a nightlight for years. Uh, years and years and years. Yeah. Anyways, I went to her door, and, and I looked inside. But it wasn't a nightlight? <laughs> no. It was her teeth, and they were glowing. The next day, immediately, we contacted Steve. Steve Grevy, cult deprogrammer. It was the hardest challenge I ever faced. Everything that I tried failed miserably. Oh, Steve, please, don't, don't blame yourself. <laughs> Give me a minute. Beth Lockwood's world history book was covered with Beth Hart Craig, Miss Craig Denson, Beth and Craig Forever, and T.S. Rules. Craig Denson, best ex-boyfriend. Yo, I remember the day that she got stay hungry. You know, we at the mall, and I was like, hey, Lockjaw, want to go make out in the food court? But she like, you know, she like, no, hey, dog, where's the romance? And I was like, yeah, okay, okay, girl, just chill out, just chill out. You know, we'll make out in the photo booth in the arcade. She's like, no, forget it, dog. And I was like, man, dumb bitch. She's like, I'm going home. I was like, yeah, well, good, bitch. Don't forget to take your stupid record, girl. Was one of those records Stay Hungry? Um, yeah, could have been. Uh, hey, did, did Beth say anything about me? Uh, no. Damn, that's cold, yo. Craig's inability to get anything off of Beth gave Steve Greedy the evidence that he needed to prove the Beth D. Snyder connection. I put Beth's copy of Stay Hungry on my clothes and play and cranked it up. I was playing air guitar and singing along when my mother yelled up to me to turn it down. Usually, I would tell her, this is my room, mother. I'm an adult. But this time, I actually turned the music down. Something about that record is affecting me in a very strange way. On a hunch, Steve decided to play Best Stay Hungry album backwards. This is what they heard. Beth, mind your manners and keep your teeth clean. We were stunned. All I could think to ask was why? Mm -hmm. I mean, why the crazy man sending messages to my daughter? Why sure. dental hygiene and etiquette? Why why all the makeup? All good questions, dear. And, and what about the bone on the cover? Oh, oh, that was just gross. Good questions indeed. But this was just one facet of the 15-year twisted master plan that D. Snyder had set into motion. Chapter 4. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Wow. So insightful. See, Nick, you don't know a lot of uh, things that the audience knows about Beth Lockwood. Um, probably highly unlikely that your first boyfriend uh, <laughs> was uh, was like, a, you know... <laughs> Inner city person. Yeah, no, uh, he no, wasn't. but she's a big teeth brusher. Mm -hmm. She's never had a cavity, and that's well known by her audience. <laughs> she brushes her teeth all the time. Right. She has the toothbrush in there. You got a pretty nice tooth. <laughs> I've, got, I've got two and a half missing teeth, and and I've got one cavity. I think that's pretty proud. That pretty pretty one cavity. One cavity. Well, actually, what bad. the teeth in there are. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Not too bad. So you, you stopped wearing... I thought that was like, you know, I figured when you were 
you know, Mick Foley, the performer, you took out the tooth. But you don't wear the tooth? No, nah, not at all. Uh, I, I actually, uh, a story when I was in uh, Milwaukee and I was dude love. I'd sold out to Vince McMahon's corporation. You know, I was Vince's corporate guy. Right, so, right, right. Like, it's, it's funny. Like, you can't yell at the wrestling fans like Stone Cold Steve Austin did or flip them off because then they go, yeah, we do suck, you know? So the only way that I could get people mad at me is I started speaking really intelligently and I claimed to speak five languages, which some people really think I do. And then I said, I read Greek philosophy and I'm a student of American That was history. dude love. Dude love. And, <clears throat> and I started wearing the teeth. That was like sacrilegious. So, uh, so during a, you know during a match in Milwaukee, Austin kicked me in the stomach, and the teeth came out. And he started stomping them with his foot, <laughs> oh, threw them to the crowd, and I figure I, that's like a baseball into the audience. You know, a year and a half later, I show Milwaukee, and the guard says, uh, "There's a fan, fan. There's a present for you." I walk over there, I open up his little gift box, and the lady's got my teeth in. You know, I was like, you know, I don't even wear those things. You know, they used to go in the they just sat in the my in the ashtray of my '84 LeBaron for about six years. All right, see, that's what the ashtray's for, Nick. Mm. Your teeth. All right, we're gonna take a break. We're hanging out with Mick Foley's in the studio. He's here in town to deliver, a, personally deliver a copy of his new book. Foley is good to uh, Joe Lieberman's office, but he's hanging out with us for a while. Now, Nick, we come back. Uh, yesterday, Peter was in the park protesting. Yes. And uh, they had a, as a symbol of their protest, a nude woman in a cage. Yeah. All right. I don't understand how, what that represents, but you maybe you could explain it to Peter, us. In Peter or PETA, as in prefe the, pre prevention? Yeah, PETA. Okay. Did I say Peter? Uh, I, th I well, don't know. It's the accent. It's a Long Island accent, dude. <laughs> you, you'd have one, too. If you had the teeth in, you'd have it. <laughs> All right. So stick around for more D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. Hey, how you doing? It's D. D. Snyder Radio. Hi, this is Scott Weiland and Dean DeLeo of STP. Hey, this is Louise from Rude Assault. This is Clint with 7 and you're jamming out. D. Snyder Radio. It's for a higher purpose. On Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. See my peeps? Can't wait. What do you want? D. Snyder Radio on Radio 104. Hanging out with Mick Foley. Was Mick grew up on Long Island in the town where I live now. That's right. And he went to the high school that my son goes to, Ward Melville. I mean, the gym was even named after his dad, who gym, was yeah. was it was what the head of the uh, athletic department, the athletic over there? director for thirty years. And and I asked him; they had this plaque made, you know, Jack Foley Gymnasium. And I asked my dad, you know, hey, did you see the plaque? And he goes, yeah, but there was a soda machine in front of it. So uh, <laughs> I printed that story in my first book, and my dad goes, you wouldn't believe how quickly that soda machine got uh, got moved yeah. out of and the well, way. Well, it should have been. <laughs> hey, next week on D. Snyder Radio, two things uh, in particular look forward to, as if nothing else. An investigative report on Psycho Dan. Sean, unpeeling the onion, that is Psycho Dan. I don't know if we want that onion peeled. Yeah. Uh, who, are you, who are you talking to, man? It's uh, one of his best friends. Uh-oh. Mm. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, we'll have that. And all next week, it's d Snyder Radio Weakest Link Week, where we're going to have you, the listeners, compete each day in d Snyder Radio Trivia. And the face-off will be the five winners from next week. The following Monday, we'll, ha in the, we'll have a championship round, and the winner's going to have dinner, limo ride and dinner with the entire morning show. Seven of us will hang out with you and a guest for the night. It'll be fun. Be sure to tune in next week and uh, join the party. Okay, now, what am I here to do? Are we going to do that now? You don't want to interrupt things? Okay. Uh, Mick Foley's hanging with us. Coming in, in town. 
He's bringing a book to Joe Lieberman's office later on today. He promised in the book he's a man of his word. You're a regular guy. Yeah, believe me, when I saw that thing come out, you know, in public, in, in print, I'm like, oh, damn, I did say that. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, this is my day off. I, don't, I really don't want to be coming, you know, this is like a seven-hour round you, trip. So. Yeah, man, I got a long drive to come up uh, here, too, uh, from I Florida. Woo, you just start two days ago. <laughs> All right, Psycho Dan, speaking of the roadways, what's going on? Give us the traffic report. Hey, uh, Sean, will you get me a Sobe green tea out of the cooler, please? I'm a bit parched. Have you ever had a Sobe drink? I have not. It was offered to me, and I went with the water. I thought it might do something funny to me, so I'd show up at Lieberman's office. It does, because it's got all kinds of ginseng and all kinds of herbs and stuff in it. It's pretty cool. And maybe I'll try it. Yeah, they got all different flavors and stuff. We got a whole cooler down there. Hey, can I just point this? Not even going to make for good radio, but this is just one of my things. I heard one of you guys is doing the what's up, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh. And I really like the white guy version of that. <laughs> How so are you doing? I make it a point, like we were at uh, WrestleMania uh, weekend. Uh, Al Snow and I went to uh, Astroworld, which is a six flags park in houston it's two miles from downtown houston so it's all inner city kids so as we're walking along it's all hey what are you doing hey man what's and, and so i gave it my big the whole day i walked around going how are you doing how are you doing <laughs> <What's that? laughs> well that was nick embarrassing himself because that was something is so played out and where did he do that he was doing it when he was recording a spot and he yeah. was just messing around and dark side kept it <laughs> and so we just every time we just bust his chops with what's it what's that <laughs> when, he says, when he says, yeah, I was hanging out at a club on Friday night and met some girls. What's that? <laughs> it's so fresh. I was cruising around in my Honda Civic checking out the chicks. What's that? <laughs> it's, it's all purpose and bad. I was in the bath. along. I was in the bath in the shower spanking my monkey. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, Nick was in the park yesterday uh, for the Peter thing. What's that? <laughs> that's how they know you. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> um, that's his laugh. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so Peter, so set this up. Peter's in the park, and they're protesting. Obviously, people wearing fur. Yeah, well, not only that, but just the circus is coming to Hartford soon, oh, yeah. and they're protesting the treatment of the animals, the whips, the caging of the animals, the transportation of the animals, how they're kept within these civic centers. What do you, what do you feel about that? You know, that, I've right? got an opinion on this, because I yeah, just I'm went curious. to the circus uh, uh, last month, uh, March 15th. I take my kids, my birthday, I take my kids <laughs> every year to the Yeah, it's the first time we'd been to Ringling Brothers. We'd gone to a couple of smaller ones in Florida, right. uh, but the first time we've been to a Ringling Brothers show in about three years and, and I was meeting my family there because I was coming back from the airport and as I'm driving up by there's a huge sign about 30 people are holding this thing that says Ringling Brothers tortures animals so you know they want you to, on the guilt trip as you're going in there Right. and uh, after I saw after the show uh, one of the security guards invited me to the back where I was able to see all the animals and I'll tell you what they're buffing the elephant's toenails. I mean, these animals, from what I've been told by one of our promoters uh, who used to work for Ringling Brothers, the animals get treated better than the clowns. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll tell you what, well, yeah, well, that goes without saying. No, they took me backstage, the same thing. I mean, I think they deliberately took me backstage, right. but they knew I was on the radio. And I was impressed. I know Peter gets very upset yeah. when I hear this. They, oh, that's a show for you. And it was a pretty big show. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the entire backstage area was the treatment of the animals and they seemed pretty healthy. They were no sickly looking animals and they seemed like they were being well cared for yeah. and well treated. And sh certainly 
a lot of mistreatment has gone on in the past, and I think they're and trying to... you can real- probably credit PETA for some of the improvements that Oh, absolutely. Made. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you hear about the circus in, like, the 30s and right. 40s, and it was just miserable, yes. you know? But like I said, the clowns don't get treated. I think they ought to have the ethical treatment of clowns, you know? I mean, <laughs> stop stuffing them in the car! Fourteen yeah. clowns How in the pinto! How many are going to put in there? Those big feet! <laughs> the big feet! <laughs> so you said, you saw them buffing toenails? Dark Side has a toenail problem. Maybe they can go buff yours. <laughs> The elephant buffer. I gotta wait in line. I gotta grab one of the tails. You know, and they, with they, they let the, they let my kids pet the elephant, and I swear the only thing I could think of was the the elephant that had mistaken Chuckles the clown for a giant peanut I, in the Mary, Mary Tyler, Tyler Moore, Moore show. Awesome. And, I'm, and I'm like, and I'm actually like waiting for the clown. I'm like, I got my hands Before out. Before your time, kids. Hey, if that <laughs> elephant makes a move for my kid, then like, does Dewey look like a giant peanut today? He, he tried to show him. Right? That was it. Okay. <laughs> So Nick was out there, and yeah. uh, should I tell who you're well, talking to here? Yeah, or there's, uh, there's um, a naked girl painted like a little tiger, and she's on her knees, and uh, there's a cage around her, and there are all these media people around taking pictures, so I just approached her and started talking to her. Well, she, well okay, well, let's take it from there and see what happens, okay? Nick, out on the streets. Are you allowed to talk? I oh, sure am. Oh, you are? Okay, yes. cool. Oh, you're from Maria Waterford. What? Yeah, how did you know? You're Nick, because I, I listen to D all the time. Oh, you do? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's nice that the new yeah. tiger knows me. <laughs> awesome. I like that. Okay, that's a good thing. That's a good sign already. Okay, so you're the naked girl in the cage for PETA, and, um... Ringling Brothers is coming in soon, and we're trying to educate people that before they buy the tickets, what right. the animals have to go through. They're, they're taken from their natural habitats and forced to basically live there in cages most of their lives. Now... Was it cold? Yesterday? Just, uh, it was it's a little breezy. A little breezy? <laughs> yeah. Did she look cold? Uh, no, actually, she didn't. Oh, well, you said she, she had little right. pasties on there, Little right? pasties on the nipples. Little pasties. Now, how did, did you ask her how they choose who's going to be nude in the cage? We'll get to that. Okay, good. Um, you're naked, all right? Almost. Well, see, that's the thing. I'm a little disappointed. Your breasts are great and everything, and you're painted up really nice like a little kitten. You know? I like that. But the panties are still on. Yes, they are. They have to be. Sorry. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because. See, what I'm concerned about today is, is that you're a very attractive woman, and I think some of the focus is going to be taken off the cause here about the fur and the treatment of the animals, and more people will be concentrating on your breasts. I don't think so. I'm covering them, and you couldn't fit a fat chick in here. <laughs> whoa! Whoa! Wait, wait, she's pro, pro animal and anti fat chick? For the ethical treatment Are they animals chicks? too? <laughs> <laughs> Takes a swipe. At fat checks. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Was it a small cage? Yeah, it's small. So that might have been an issue. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe that's. <laughs> First, to see who could fit. <laughs> All right. Oh, and I know Dark Side Dave is not going to like this because he's the hunter, but sorry. No, that's okay. That's okay. See, this is great because all these radio people are down here covering it, and yeah. you're you're tuned in to D, which is great. Yep. So you're from the area? Yep, I'm from Colchester. You are. Yep. So how how did it come about that you got picked to be in the cage? Did you volunteer? Or they pick you? They picked me. I, I had met Peta before, done mm-hmm. other like anti furry, anti leather things. Right. And um, they liked me. They knew I was into it. I would be totally into it. So you don't mind being naked in front of people? No. Oh, that's awesome. I want to say to Peta. That we appreciate the fact that they picked somebody who was fairly attractive to stick in the cage. You know, you don't want people averting their eyes or trying to get away from the cage. You know, you want people drawn to your cause. Sure. That was chosen Smart. wisely. Do you ask her what she does for a living? Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs>
See, I love you for that. It's for a great cause. I'm concerned about the the animals as well. I, I like elephants, and I like going to the circus and, you know, eating the cotton candy. But it's not all fun games for them. You have to understand, they have no choice in the matter. And if they if they don't perform well, they're beaten. Yeah, but the... The bears, like, they dress, up, they dress them up in those cute suits and stuff. I don't think they're very cute. I don't think the bears like it very much. Oh, the bears in the tutus? But they look so much better than the bears that got, like, on their fur and, you know, because they're out in the woods and they don't... I didn't notice any bears with crap on their fur, did you? No, I don't think that. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, little bears in pants. <laughs> That's nice. It's a good look. Just like in their natural habitat. <laughs> <laughs> the embarrassed bear is the one in the tutu. <laughs> have the access to people like, you know, putting dresses on them. Well, wouldn't you think they'd be much happier, you know, grazing out in the forest? I think well, so. Well, they, I know, but at the same time, we're helping out the, like, the children, too, because we're entertaining the kids. The kids like seeing the bears, you know? Yeah, but they can go on the Discovery Channel and watch the bears on there in their natural habitat. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's not as good as cotton candy in the Civic Center. <laughs> but um, the thing yeah, I'm... And you never know at Discovery Channel. You can't trust that. No. Then they show them fornicating. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got to explain it. What's he doing, Daddy? That at the circus. Uh, hey, hey, you know what? This is a serious point here. Don't mean to go back to my book agenda. That's okay. But I said a thing, and this is the truth. I said, you know, my kids watch SmackDown with me every week because it's taped on Tuesday and shown on Thursdays. And seriously, after a year's worth of SmackDown, I had less embarrassing questions to answer than I did when I was a chaperone for my daughter's trip to the petting zoo. <laughs> That's the truth. I mean, you know, I mean, I might, you know, I'm on there, this rough and raunchy show, and I'm walking around going, "You gotta get them to stop." Okay, this is yeah. what I tell them when they when the when they're animals okay. are fornicating. I say the one on the bottom sick, and the one on top is pushing them to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Did they buy that? Little, I know. You know, oh. it was even worse. I took my, my kids to the rodeo in Pensacola, and they got the, the bull riders, you know. And uh, and uh, I'm sitting to the side, and the bulls are constantly, I guess they got them all jacked up so that they can go out there and be rough and stuff. They, they, they probably don't treat the bulls too well. But the bulls are constantly trying to mount each other. And you see those, oh. you know, that's just... The, the huge large things on them, yes. yeah. and it's like, all right, now you got the double whammy. You don't. You now you got to uh, you talk to your kids first about animals humping, and now it's gay animals <laughs> humping. <laughs> well, they're not actually gay. We had the whole conversation. It was a discussion on the show, but uh, yeah, instead of jacking them up, maybe they should jack them all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm concerned about too is you in a cage. I mean, do you do you feel caged in here? Like, I mean, do you, and all these people looking at you. I mean, do you feel like a like a pent up tiger right now? Basically. And and <laughs> so you don't like that feeling? No, no. no. And I, I can just imagine what how an animal feels like with everyone staring at them. And so basically, you could feel empathy right now for the for the animals. Yes. And all these gawkers here who are yeah. See that fat kid over there with the sunglasses? That's Scuba Steve. He works for our station. Yeah. He, um, See that fat kid? You could say the guy in the orange uh, sweatshirt. Yeah, you know, she sounds miserable in that cage, doesn't she? Yeah. Uh, yeah it sounds like she's, she's into flirting. it. She's flirting with Nick. Did you get a number? Uh, no. Okay, all right. Somebody else got it?
Uh, she gave me her tiger address. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he has. He was commenting on your breasts over there before with Carlito. They're scumbags, and they're not here for the right reason. Like I'm here to find out. You know. Oh, this what is going to go really well at the uh, camaraderie yeah. lunch we have with all the jocks later on this afternoon. <laughs> we have we all, all the DJs are getting together right. and having lunch to promote camaraderie. Yes. He just called the night shift scumbags. scumbags. <laughs> it gets worse. Fat scumbags. <laughs> Fat scumbags. Great. Right. All right, damage control. Damage control! <laughs> is going on with these animals, because I feel for the animals. Also, I want to protect the children, though, and see that they're entertained. But these guys are here because, you know, they think you're hot. Okay. Is that, is that bothering you, though? I'm, I'm a model, so I'm used to it. Oh, okay, so you're putting yourself on display, though. You're doing the same thing that the circus does with the animals. That's kind of... Uh, contradiction of terms, don't you think? Looking for the better word here, but... No, actually it isn't, because they're just trying to make money. We're trying we're trying to help, you know, get a message across and, and educate people. They're just, they don't care about people, they just want the money. But how are you educating anybody by modeling? I mean, not that I have anything against models, but, you know, when you're modeling, you're putting yourself on display, and the That's circus true. is putting the animals on display. That's true. Good call! So maybe... It's so... I feel myself getting dumber. <laughs> Isn't it amazing when two brilliant minds get together and have a conversation <laughs> was was she being paid to be in the cage well, I don't think she's being paid. I think they're voluntary. Oh, she's yeah. kind of... Well, she, oh, Pamela humans, Anderson do that, too? Humans I mean, have free will. There's a big difference. I mean, that's the difference. The answer yeah. was, I'm in here voluntarily. <laughs> yeah. They don't have a choice. That's yeah, but the she was answer. too dumb to answer They didn't rip her uh, I know she was dumb. It was cold. <laughs> it was cold and she was nude. <laughs> and maybe she was just dumbfounded yeah. by your questions. <laughs> yeah. really, this is just this is entertaining. You should like think about a career change. Well, I see see what we have to do with you is I think this is becoming more, less about the circus and more about you because ambiguity is what's going on here because yes you're you're fighting for the rights of animals but at the same time you're 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 caging yourself in uh, here today and also in your life right now by being a model. Ow, 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 my, my head hurts. Maybe you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Is that the proper use of ambiguity? It might be, actually. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. Half the time, I'm I just talking out of my ass. I don't ass. know, because I can't understand anything that came after it. What the? She, you're confusing the poor girl. <laughs> She's dizzy. Did she faint at this point? I'm a pretty smart guy. She's got to keep up with it. He's just putting herself up. I think he's just trying to think of more questions so he can look at her some more. <laughs> yeah, that's probably yeah. what it is. I've run out of stuff to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you look nice. The old standards. How you doing? Yeah. Or what's, what's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah, fall back on your usual stuff. Yeah. Meat and potatoes. Display for a bunch of fat idiots like scuba Steve. <laughs> well, hey, they're getting educated too. If that's what we're trying to do. No, they're just they're just getting hard ons. You know. Well, I don't want to hear about that. It actually is this book. It's so odd she stepped in when you talked about hard-ons <laughs> yeah. with yeah, the person the, in the cage. I this is a spokeswoman for PETA. Did you get her Step fired from her gig as the naked tiger in the cage? No, I just got pulled away from the cage. First of all, yeah, you were bordering on a, bordering on abusive. With How the, was uh, I being abusive when to When you started talking about hard-ons. Oh, come on. She's naked in a cage. But Wilcox said he was going to go down there and, and masturbate into the cage. <laughs> he did not really. On the yeah, air. he did. Oh, it was even more vile than that. He referred to it as Wilcow protein yeah, or something like that. She called up. 
and said she heard that he was what he was saying about her and she loves the show and she's a Radio 104 listener. Can we make a plea for this young uh, caged tiger to call the show if she's yeah. a fan? Free, I want to start a campaign to free that damn tiger out of the cage. <laughs> <laughs> Save her from people like Nick and, and Scuba Steve and Wilkow, for God's <laughs> sakes. All right, so now you talk to... Peter Spokes. Peter Spokes first. Oh, she saw... Yeah, but I'm keeping her company, you know? Well, that's the whole point. She, she likes... mimicking how the animals live. So I'd be happy to talk to you if you have any okay. questions, okay? Can I get your name again? My name is Tia. Tia? Tia, yes. If you ever want to go out, I would never make you, like... I would... I would, um... I would really honor you as a woman. Now you're hitting on her? Well, yeah. In front well, of the Peter Spokes, Peter Spokes person? Oh. Yeah, just slightly. Uh, all right, just, just a little quick hit. Yeah. Okay, don't want to blow your shot. <laughs> you just laid all that groundwork there. Yeah. Right? With that, that. St- scintillating conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah, yeah. need to question her intelligence. Yeah. It's always a way to get in the door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I would be proud of you, and I'd put you on a pedestal, and I'd want you to do your own thing and, like, have a great career and not have, like, gawkers like these guys, you know, okay. like, do this to you because you're really the case animal right now, you know, in, in your own life. But no, I, I, I'll help you. All right. Thank you very much, though. So. Okay. Yep. Take care. Yep. Hi. Hey, yeah. No, that's okay because, like, I feel like I've taken up plenty of her time, but I'm concerned about her because, yeah, she's caged up, but, I mean, she's basically putting herself on display just like the circus is putting on the animals on display, and, like, that's where I have a problem with PETA today, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, well, what she's doing, she's volunteering to be out here. She can get out of that cage at any time. The animals in the circus don't have the choice. They don't have a voice. (sighs) Yeah, but they said that, she told me that you guys picked her, and I I think, like, she's a good-looking girl, so she's going to attract attention it's not like most animals are big and they're kind of fat and stuff and she's thin and really shapely yeah. why is not scuba steve in the cage yeah. <laughs> hey, talk yeah. about the poop on the fur again yeah, yeah. A good point. yeah. back to the poop was <laughs> <laughs> there any poop on her fur by any chance mm, no no dingleberries no. Uh, brown eye oh. <laughs> <laughs> wait oh, oh dude i screwed it says adjusted now <laughs> Okay. We could have found like a big fat person to put Yeah, we could have. You know, I actually sent around an email to all the local activists asking if the, anybody wanted to volunteer. Man or woman, we don't care as long as they want to speak up for animals. And be um, naked. Tia doesn't have email. I called her and asked if she'd be interested and she agreed to do it. We're hopeful that um, people will, will see this person in the cage and it will provoke discussion about how the animals live in circuses when they're not performing. They're kept in cages for up to 22 hours out of the day. Whether she's pretty or ugly, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that she's confined in this cage. She's mimicking how the animals live. Um, they're confined for up to 22 hours out of the day, and but for the use of physical punishment, they'd never be a part of the circus. A sphincter says what? <laughs> <laughs> what? I have a problem with it. It's just like I don't wear fur coats or anything, but um, <laughs> see all these guys around here, you know, they're they're not here for Peter or the circus because they're here to look at her, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, again, when she showed up at yeah, the hotel Who was there? Uh, just some local n- news media and a bunch of guys. She got a great ass! Was it, was, it, was it attracting any attention? I mean... Yeah, there's probably about 20, 30 people around the cage. But mostly press? Uh, yeah, about half to three quarters press. Okay, and this is what time? It just started? Uh, yeah, about 12, 15. Okay. I had no idea what she looked like. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. See, that was the see, first time we'd ever met. Yeah, that's, that's called pre-interviewing, and I have to do that all the time for the radio and stuff, and I'm really good at my job, so, like, maybe you guys, if you need some help with some consulting, you know, mm-hmm. you can I'm not sure you mean. Dude, where's the liar when you need it? <laughs> 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 liar! 
professional over really here. Good. I guess we weren't there to say no. Yeah. <laughs> you were a rotten liar. <laughs> Well, if uh, I mean the cause would have, I think this. Well, it doesn't matter. It's my point. You know, anybody again who wants to speak up for animals and circuses is welcome to sit in this cage and do it. Yeah, good looking or not, but I'm saying overall, like, I mean, what's happening though? What, what's really happening here is um, people are um, more concerned, or not more concerned, but people people are, are being attracted to her in the cage mm -hmm. because of the way she looks and how hot she is, rather. <laughs> Other than um, you know the the animals themselves. There's four more minutes of this. Of what, Nick? If we get into it a little bit, is there something? When? Because you're saying the same thing over and over and over. <laughs> just like a, oh, okay. We got to take a break anyway. Okay, so uh, maybe we'll find the the good stuff. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll take back. a break. We'll come back. Somebody nudge Mick. He just fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody and you at home nudge each other. Okay, and uh, what's up, Dark Side? You cool? Yeah, I'm just putting it for after the break. Oh, Dave, okay. we, when we come back, I've got a good point to make on this whole caged animal thing. Okay, Good, 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 because hopefully Nick has one in here somewhere <laughs> as well. Uh, when we return with more D-Sider Radio, Rob Dibble's going to be calling in a little bit as yeah. well. Mick Foley's hanging out with us. Stick around. It's Radio 104. D-Snyder Radio. I've had the pleasure of listening to you talk. D-Snyder. I've seen him go nuts. Radio, Radio 104. I can't sell this, man. Now back to D-Snyder Radio. What is there to talk about? Oh, let's go. Oh, we're not gonna take it. Starting to sound like somebody we know. On Radio 104. Next week on D-Sider Radio, brand new In the Hood with Beth Lockwood. You'd enjoy that, Nick. Uh, Beth does some readings of classic hardcore hip-hop lyrics <laughs> to classical music. It's, it's good. She doesn't rap it. She reads it like yeah. it's Shakespeare. Maybe we'll do that with your book. I, I, I would appreciate that. Uh, she does some readings. Also, uh, like I said, investigative report on Psycho Dan headed your way. And every week... Everybody's favorite nasty boy, Rob Dibble, phones in from the Dan Patrick Show. And why should this week be any different? We're going to get to the rest of Nick's interview with the PETA people in just a bit. But Rob is on the phone. Rob Dibble, everybody. How you doing, buddy? Hey, what's happening? Hey, man. We're here with Mick Foley from the WWF, wrestling legend. You know Mick? Yeah, I know Mick. Hey, and, Rob. And I, I think he retired way too early. Hey, thank you. There you go. So did you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so he's looking for a new gig he's thinking of doing mornings in Hartford <laughs> hey, hey Rob can, I, can yeah. I just tell me if you like think this is a good reference okay um, it's, uh, I said uh, talking about uh, I'm in Philadelphia the, the roughest most hardcore city in the world as far as the fans being ruthless right you'd probably agree with that Absolutely. We used to have a net over the bullpen because they would fire like beer bottles and everything, <laughs> batteries, right, right at us when we were warming up to go in the game. Really? Worse than New York, huh? I didn't oh, know yeah, that. much worse. So oh. I was taking a big risk when I was in Philadelphia. This is when my body was falling apart. And I'm just trying to come up with ways to entertain the crowd. But in this case, I had something serious to say. I went out there and I was like, you know, a lot of you remember me as Cactus Jack and the people cheered. I was like, I was in the ECW arena. I've lost a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in Philadelphia. I think everyone appreciates the effort I put in. And they, they give me a nice plight of pause. And I said, so I think you'll forgive me when I tell you that I've got tickets to the Britney Spears show tonight. And i got to get the hell out of here as quickly as I can. <laughs> so I said, now I think you'll appreciate this. I said, I said, they booed, but it wasn't a boo Mitch Wild thing. William's so loud that he can't throw strikes anymore and has to retire type of boo. <laughs> Good reference? 
That's a great. Right. I don't get it. Anybody? You get it? Mitch what? Williams was he was the wild thing for the Philadelphia. Thing. He was their oh. closer, and he more or less blew the World Series from. They scored like seven runs in the ninth inning and lost the series. Yep. The next year, he came out. And they were booing him so loud he couldn't throw a strike. <laughs> he was out of baseball like three months later. How, how scary is this? That his uh, his ranch is called the Three Two Ranch. The three two. Oh my God! That's and three it, balls and two strikes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's your house called? <laughs> Mine's called the One Ball Ranch. <laughs> Reasons I don't want to get into. <laughs> All right, so, dude, I you know baseball. That's uh, mainly what I'm interested in, and what is going on with the Stankies? <laughs> because I'm not bailing on them. I'm not bailing on them. I won't do that. I was there for them in the in the in the early '90s when they were really stinking up the joint. But what is the deal? What's going on? Well, I mean, you know, when you've won three straight titles and everybody wants to kick your ass day in and day out, it's it's not easy. Um, you got a rookie second baseman. You got Chuck Knobloch out in left field. Um, you, you got the Seattle Mariners just come in smoking. They come in there and they they take took three three straight from. They've won like seven in a row. So. You know, it's it's not going to be easy for the Yankees to go out there and beat good teams like the Seattle Mariners night in and night out. But, uh, you know, they're still a quality ball club, and I still think they're going to the playoffs this year. But are they playing all the best teams so far? I mean, they played Toronto, right? And, and they had their... they played the Red Sox. They've played the Mariners. And, uh, you know, to be where they are and, and not, you know, more than three games out of first place, I mean, it just, you know, shows you how good they are. You know, uh, Orlando Hernandez has a bad elbow. Mike Mussina has an over-6 ERA in his starts. He's starting to, to, you know, shake it up a little bit and pitch a little better. But it's going to take some time for those guys to get it together. So they, they just have to hold on. They, they don't have a fifth starter. They have terrible middle relief. So, you know, as soon as they get it all together, they'll, they'll be right back in the thick of things. If they can stay like five games behind the first-place team, they're going to be in the hunt. So you you don't think that this you know it's just the beginning of the season it's a long season and you feel they're going to regroup? Oh yeah, I mean they got 140 games left. I mean it's 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 not that uh, it's the longest season of any sport and uh, you know April for a lot of guys. But you know what, my my ex teammate Paul O'Neill is crushing the ball. He's talking about retirement, and uh, he's got eight home runs already this year. And, uh, you know, some of the guys that have come back to haunt them are former Yankees. Jeff Nelson pitched well in the series. So you've got guys that, uh, you know, definitely have it in for the Yankees organization when they come to play them. So it's hard. You, you, you have to stay. It's like, you know, Mick Foley in wrestling. You have to be ready every night to accept every challenge, and, and every competitor is going to come at you, especially when you're the champion and defending champion. It's not easy. You get your ass kicked night in and night out. How's the Mets looking? Mets are looking terrible. They and the Braves have the two worst batting averages in the major leagues, leagues collectively. They don't have a good outfield. When you're sticking out Jay Payton and Agbayani and guys that uh, you know are good role players, but they're not everyday players. They've got to go out. They've got to get an outfielder. They had a chance to get a Rod. They balked at that, and uh, you know they've they've got some offensive issues. Al Leiter, their their ace pitcher, has a bad elbow. They let Hampton go to Colorado. He's dealing in Colorado, so you know the Mets have issues. Definitely a lot of front office issues. They got to go make a few moves now to get that team going in the right direction. And I'd be remiss if I didn't ask about the Red Sox. Are we looking good this year? Red Sox are looking great. I, I call this before the season. Everybody is saying Manny Ramirez this man. He is the best hitter in baseball, flat out. I don't care what anybody says. When he smells an RBI, he brings that guy in. 
Carl Everett's still mean and nasty, and they're doing all this without Nomar Garcia. They're leading the major league right. in pitching. Their their team ERA is under three. They're phenomenal. Joe Kerrigan, the pitching coach, should be commended. Yeah, you got Pedro Martinez, but you got a lot of you know strokes out there that that shouldn't even be in the major leagues yet. They're just mopping up the place with everybody night in and night out. So the Red Sox are here to stay. They they could win the division this year. <laughs> I got I got I got a question. Best headed up there. You're going to yeah, Fenway, tonight. right? I got a question for you. Last night, what's the pitcher's name? Who almost Nomo again? Nomo, right? Nomo almost threw another no hitter. Now, don't you think that that should have been an error? I definitely th- should have thought that should have been an error. That ball's got to be caught. If it hits leather, that's an error. Yeah, I mean, it, now if you're if you're a normal, right? You're you're obviously a pitcher. You're a great pitcher. Um, when you are you thinking about pitching that no hitter, or you just try to blank that out and just do, throw your best game? No, because he's already got uh, you know two no hitters, one in each league. And, you know, I don't think he's a greedy guy. I think he just wants to win. And I, and I think, you know, that's a great chemistry in that, in that clubhouse. And they all just, they're all about winning right now and beating the damn Yankees. That's why Manny Ramirez signed with the Red Sox in the first place. He just wants to beat the Yankees. He but, said, the, the only reason I want to play for the, for the Red Sox is they have a chance to beat the Yankees and the Indians didn't. So he left Cleveland. Rob, when you go back, though, in the clubhouse after, and but for that one catch, you would have had a no-hitter, is... Are you a little mad at your teammate? Well, first of all, if I'm normal, I Bruce Lee the crap out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Get that ball. You got him in a camel clutch. <laughs> missed the camel clutch. It was so catchable. Uh, yeah, I know. So, so after the fact, you're definitely saying, son of a... Bitch, how much closer could I have been to that? I mean, that would have been you impressive. That when you get in your car and you're driving home. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get in your Porsche and you're smoking the tires, right? Right? <laughs> like you are right now, probably. Shut up, bitch! <laughs> Here we have actual tape of Nomo driving Shut home. Up, <laughs> no accent. No, people, we, nobody has an accent when they curse. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, I've got to go. NBA, how are things shaking out? Tough night for Marcus Camby. Oh, I, I, that was awful, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah. there's, there's the, the Miami Heat do not look good. <laughs> Charlotte's taking it to them. Philadelphia 76ers finally came back and won a game to even the series. Um, you know, I, I think San Antonio is one of the best teams that nobody ever talks about. I, I, I have to give the edge and this whole, you know, kit and caboodle to San Antonio Spurs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what's funny is my partner, Dan Patrick, picked them before the damn season started. I don't know how he keeps doing that. All right, and uh, what about NHL, National Hockey League? NHL, we're getting to the thick of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last night, the defending champions got beat by the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, They got shut out. Cujo, Curtis Joseph had a great night. Uh, You know what I want to talk about is that uh, the heavyweight championship of the world, real quick, before. You know what, that's a real, that's, yeah, the NHL, I forgot about that. That sort of went by unnoticed. Yeah, I mean, you, you, had, you had Lex Lewis, who I loved, uh, his 10th title defense. He got beat by Rockman. And then in the parade in Baltimore, yeah. as, actually, as he's going to the ESPN zone, he gets blindsided by another car, hits a taxi. He and his whole family fall off the car, and he nearly escaped being seriously injured. But I was more worried about his family. I'm like, what in the hell do you got your wife and kids on the back of a car 
going through downtown Baltimore at a high rate of speed for that. Jeez. That's insane. <laughs> car got hit. Yeah. I heard that he, like, when he arrived at the airport, his car wasn't there. He had to, like, rent a car or something <laughs> to drive himself home. It's not very spectacular, this uh, this changing of the belt. No, it's like, hey, you're the champ. You're the champ. Okay, you got to go to Hertz rental car. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, did he really win? Yeah, he, he beat the hell out of Lennox Lewis, fifth round knockout. I was watching it. I actually had to do baseball tonight, Saturday night, but we you know, we were cheating on our baseball. We were watching the the heavyweight championship and he just threw some great punches. It looked like Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis showed up eight eleven days before the title bout. He was filming some movies, I don't know what it is, eleventh ocean or eleventh sea, some crap. And uh, showed up late, wasn't in shape. Rockman was out in Africa a month before the, the whole thing went off. And then he just kicked the crap out of Lewis, and he took the belt from him, kind of like Buster Douglas did to Tyson a few years back. And I heard that Lennox Lewis had pre-recorded this rap song, calling himself the champion of the world, the world champ, and they had to scrap the whole deal after because he lost. Well, if you, you take what that other guy did, the other prince, whatever his name is, the guy who danced around, he got his ass whooped. You, you got two English guys got their butts whipped and their belts taken away from two American guys. So I kind of dig it. All right. Well, title's back here now. Yeah, but D, let's face it. I mean, I, I'm trying hard. And I'm kind of a little boxing historian. Uh, what the hell is the, the guy who beat Hollyfield's name? Uh, Rivera? Does anyone know? I don't know. That's not good, right? When you got Rachman and a guy yeah. that we don't even know. I mean, yeah, right. it's not good they, for the sport. They try to consolidate those titles. You know, Th those pay-per-view numbers do less than David Hasselhoff did. <laughs> <laughs> you That's know what, Meg? As many punches as Holyfield has taken in his life, there's no way he remembers who took the belt from him. <laughs> <laughs> some, some black guy. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, Rob Dibbler, everybody can hear him every day on the Dan Patrick Show. It's been one in 4 p.m. on ESPN Radio, 1410. I'm be sure of those numbers. I listen, but it's preset. So, Rob, thanks for calling in, buddy. We'll talk to you next week, all right? All right, and, and Mick, take care, man. Hey, thanks. Nice talking to you. All right. See you later, guys. Okay, I got to make this announcement. You got that dark side? Great. Okay, Radio 104 is giving you a chance of $10,000 a trip every workday. More stations, more money, more winners. Today, between 4 and 5 p.m. during Chaz's show, the cue to call will play. Be caller 25 to our nationwide toll-free number at 1-877-33-BUCKS, and you'll win $10,000 on a trip to Asia. Every weekday morning, I'll be announcing the one-hour window in which the cue to call will play that day at quarter past each hour right here on D. Snyder Radio. That's between 4 and 5 p.m. during Chaz's show today. Now, Nick, dare we play the rest of this, uh, rest of your thing here? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, okay, because, uh, you know, I think... All four minutes of it? Well, he's, he seems pretty... Okay. Nick knows his stuff, so let's check it out. As Nick was in the, in the park, Peter was there, basically protesting the usual stuff, the fur, and the circus is going to be coming to town soon, trying to raise awareness. I, I just got the initials, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Mm -hmm. PETA, okay. Yeah, it's People for... So it's PETA. It was Peter P E T A. I keep right. thinking Peter You're Bread. You're thinking of Peter Wilson, the or uh, Peter Bread. She was that. The <laughs> Wilson, what's happening to them? You know, I, I and I, I still think animal a bear dressed in a tutu is much happier than a bear, you know, out in Africa. <laughs> okay, let's talk about that yeah. just a little bit. If you were confined to your closet for your entire life, but I gave you food and I forced you to perform for up to an hour a day, do you think you'd be more happy than being out in the wild where you might be subject to being killed? You have some ups and downs in your life. She's asking the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> Nick would love to be caged, sitting in a cage all free, day. Free, free room and board? And hanging out. And brought in a tutu? Out, do a little dance in a tutu, back in the cage. Yeah, polish my nails. Wonderful life, yeah. Because you take the crap off my fur. Thank you. 
so I don't have to wipe. Or do you think you'd rather be stuck in that closet for your entire life? Yeah, well, I, I mean, see, being stuck somewhere, I mean, it, it's not like they're stuck because they travel from city to city. <laughs> yeah, they travel for up to 50 weeks they out see of the, the world. Poor leaving LA to trucks. It sounds pretty much like the wrestling life. <laughs> so they, they get a two-week vacation, those animals? <laughs> what about those other two weeks? You guys travel from city to city. Yeah, you yeah. sit in your hotel room all Shirt day long. Cage. You or, or get thrown from cages. We perform for up to an hour and a night. Yeah, we hear you hang at Denny's a lot when you're in, in a Hartford area. And then... Uh, you go out there for an hour, and then you go back in the cage the next day. Sometimes in a tutu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and trailers. And again, are forced to perform with tools such as the bull hook that she's holding right I've back. I've done here. that too. It's got a very sharp point on the end. It's used to gouge in the sensitive areas of their skin. Mm. Um, baby elephants are ripped away from their mothers as early as two years old. In the wild, they stay together for 15 years if they're male for their entire life. I've heard that's true. The baby elephants mm. thing. I'm with PETA now. Yeah, the way they separate them. And they do is they chain them. And they go crazy being separated from the mother. Yeah, but I mean, let's face it, a lot of kids in the inner city are ripped away from their parents at less than two years old. Yeah, but they're not chained, <laughs> as far as I know. For their, sometimes for their own good, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, in many households. Yeah. <laughs> they're checking, watching your family there. That they're female. Um, baby elephants are not giving veterinary care. Ringling Brothers was cited for failure to provide provide veterinary care to a dying baby elephant. He died later that night, and I think kids would agree with me that um, if they realized what animals suffer to go um, to entertain them, that they would have to be dragged to the circus, kicking and screaming. Yeah, but then, you know what, when, like, uh, adults are bringing up their kids, you know, if they do something wrong or bad, um, you know, they'll, they'll give them a slap on the behind, and I mean, they're basically doing the same thing to the animals. They're just training them and moving them. They're just using a pointy stick. Yeah, a spear. <laughs> it's a little bit... I just used a spear on me. Your dad was heavy-handed? No, he, he wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah, he, he had a little spear. He had the whole uh, real authoritarian thing going as the athletic director at the, at oh, the yeah. high school. But uh, no, he wasn't too bad uh, at home. No, Although no. he and I did get into it over the Bob Knight situation. Oh, you did? Uh, my dad was a IU graduate. Oh. You know, and, I, and I said, hey, you know, if a math teacher were to goozle some guy when he got the uh, question wrong, he'd be out of a job. And then my dad, you know, went after me. And, mm. Did he? You know, yeah, did he, did he not throw, after me physically. He threw a chair at him. He says That's how they communicate in the Foley household. <laughs> I guess some guy from Sports <laughs> Illustrated ripped Bob Knight, and my dad goes, oh, so, so-and-so from Sports Illustrated, then some number one New York Times best-selling author, but all going to criticize Knight. Everybody knows something. And I was like, well, you talking about me? You know what Got kind of ugly. The ugliest has been since my teen years. Yeah. There you go. Don't belong in that position in the first place. Animals belong in the wild where they can forage for food, where they can raise their families. Simply to entertain us for an hour is absolutely no excuse to confine animals, to force them to perform through beatings, through electric shocks, through proddings with bull hooks. It, it's ma it makes no sense when there are other ways that we can entertain ourselves. We can go to circuses like the Pickle Family Circus or the Cirque du Soleil, which use only willing human performers. But what about the children? No, the children love animals. And again, if they knew that animals were uh, prodded with bull hooks, they were taken away from their babies. Um, from their mothers and um, forced to perform. If you listen carefully while she's talking, you can hear Nick's brain farting. <laughs> listen, listen, you'll hear it, listen. The threat of being punished, kids would have to be dragged to the circus kicking and screaming. We can teach our kids to appreciate animals by um, watching the Discovery Channel or taking them to IMAX films. Kids don't learn anything about elephants by going to the circus. They just learn that it's okay to beat an elephant to entertain them. No, they don't know there's beating. They just see, like, a bear that's in a tutu, and to them they're just like, oh, the bear's dancing in a tutu. Bear happy, and they have cotton candy, and they have a good time. 
And then I think it's important for our kids to be happy because if they're not happy, then yeah, they go to school and they shoot everybody. <laughs> I think you're getting a little bit ridiculous there. Kids do not have to go to the circus to be happy. There are kids all over the world who have never been to a circus before. Did you go to the circus when you were younger? So you're equating not going to the circus with Columbine? Yeah. I think that's what they said in their yeah. note. Did they say that? that they only taken me to the circus. It makes more sense than blaming wrestling, if you ask me. Yes, yeah, so as long as wrestling's that's not right. being blamed, you're comfortable. <laughs> yeah. that. You're out of the hot seat. Okay. Um, started me on my crusade to end animal abuse and exploitation when I went to the circus and I saw the whips that were used to provoke the horses to perform and I think kids aren't stupid they see these things they see the whips the muzzles the chains that they use to force animals to perform in circuses and many of them like myself swear off what about Mishu the smallest man in the world well, he's, doing, he's doing that by choice is he being forced <laughs> <laughs> to carry him well, around the giant they, don't, they don't do the side show anymore do they oh well, Mishu's Mishu's been, still yeah. It's a lifestyle choice. Yeah. <laughs> circuses forever and um, vow to end animal abuse in circuses. You know, what's happening, though, is that the uh, animals themselves, they really, like, they oh, don't God. know anymore once they're in the circus and they're on the journey. At this point, the woman has doused herself with gasoline <laughs> and she's looking for a lighter to set herself on fire. <laughs> Oh my God! Is, are you talking to yourself, or is she still actually standing there? <laughs> it's like an airplane. Remember the guy keeps telling his <laughs> yeah. story. People are trying to kill themselves to get away I mean, from him. You can't blame the other girl because she was in the cage. This <laughs> yeah. woman can walk away. <laughs> we don't know what the animals are thinking. They might like it. And you know that's very true. We don't know what the animals are thinking. We have no idea why elephants like Tai, who lived in Honolulu, went on rampage in 1994, killing her trainer, um, killing or injuring several other people. And they could have done that in the wild. Though. And property damage, but you know, but they're it, acting out against their oppressors after but years like, of being beaten, abused, uh, having their spirits broken. Elephants go on rampage. It's a fact. This it's is preparing you for marriage, right here. Yeah. <laughs> it could yeah, but you know what? I get oppressed by like my boss and stuff. Like, he's a dick, and like he comes you after have me. The choice like, of where you work. These animals have no choice if they. For those of you keeping score at home, that's Carlito, Scuba Steve, and Todd <laughs> Thomas, who have been referenced in, in a negative way during this interview. <laughs> Have a nice lunch, everybody, okay? Because we're having a jock lunch in a little bit. Choice, they'd much rather be in the wild, I'm certain, where they can raise their babies and uh, pick their own mates. Yeah, but it's pretty tough to get a gig, and for me, you know, another gig, I have to go find another job, <laughs> so I kind of deal with my boss being a dick. It must be hard for, like, a, um, it must okay, be hard for, like, longer. an animal to find another gig. <laughs> Animals belong in sanctuaries Ten, or in the wild nine, where they can interact eight, with others of their own species. Seven, Do you have any other six, questions? Because I really like no, 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 that's so. okay. okay Four, I'm Christy. Three, Christy, nice to meet you. Two, Thank you. One. Yay! Right. Poor Christy. Poor Christy. They both displayed so much patience. <laughs> Amazing. Both Tia and Christy. Amazing. I was impressed by the questions. Yeah, well, talking to Jay Raven after that must have been like speaking to a rocket scientist. <laughs> 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 you did him a favor, dude. <laughs> I mean, he made me think. <laughs> what? How am I going to get out of here? <laughs> Maybe if I say Lieberman's office opened early today? <laughs> I'm going to bring up the issue about the uh, bears and tutus to Lieberman. You know? <laughs> kids, unhappy kids, no cotton candy, go out on a rampage. You're good, though, Nick. Never stick to one point. What about the bear and the tutu? <laughs> What children. about what about the children? That's right. They're killing people in schools. What yeah. about the children? Yeah. Okay, we're taking a break. Nice job, Nick. <laughs> yeah. And
still hear his brain farting. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am smarter than everybody here, basically. I like, well, to, we know. I like the use of the word ambiguity. That was pretty that was good. good. I'm that checking the good. definition, though. All right, we're taking a break. Mick Foley's hanging out with us. Uh, when we get back, we're going to do... Uh, what, what the hell are you going to do this weekend? You know, I don't know about you, Mick, but, well... When I was in the rock and roll days, weekends didn't exist. But now that I'm a Monday through right, Friday right. guy, it's official. I know what it's I know what it's like to have a weekend. And every weekend is like the weekend. And I get home and it's like, what are we doing? <laughs> uh, let's go to a movie. We never have any ideas, so we tell people different suggestions from all of us because mm-hmm. we have very different personalities. What we might suggest for people to do this weekend. That's coming up next on D Snyder Radio. Stick around. It's Radio 104. Stick around. He's a sick man. He has a disease. The Snyder Radio. Bad voices, bad voices. Radio. Sometimes the people are insane. Now back to D Snyder Radio. 666-4444. On Radio 104. See what I need to tell you about next week's show. Besides, it'll be awesome as usual. Brand new at home with Mudbone. That's always enjoyable. And the weakest link next week, all week, we're playing the weakest link on D Snyder Radio. That's where we ask you, the listeners, trivia questions and you compete. Each day, we'll get another finalist. And the following Monday, we'll take all five finalists. They'll have a face off championship round. And the winner's going to get to go to dinner in style. With D. Snyder Radio, everybody. It's me, Beth, Darkside, Nick, Sean, Mudbone, Psycho Dan. Uh, it'll be a good hang for you and a guest. So look forward to that. It's all starting Monday. We're here with Mick Foley. He's got a new book coming out called Foley is Good. What's the, su- what's the su- subtitle? And the real world is faker than wrestling. That's right. And he's headed over to Joe Lieberman's office with copy number three, as promised, in his book to deliver one to Joe. Because Joe has been a little down on entertainment industry in general yeah in general i was a little bit worried you know with the whole him hooking up with tipper gore and saying i liked her work in the 80s you know which was crap sure. i don't want to open that up but but tipper is attractive you got to give me that yeah she probably was in her day yeah. her kids are attractive mm-hmm. the bitch ugly <laughs> i saw tipper She's, her style turns me off yeah, and you i don't what? mean her personality i mean I, it's just too uh, good. I don't know what. Well, she you know was. what? She she wrote raising PG kids in X-rated society, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is great. But your kids are PG kids. My you kids know? are completely PG. And my kids, kids are, are. My kids think the S word is sock. Yeah. Like, oh, he said a bad word. He well, called sure, me stupid. I'm watching your show all the time. The S word is suck it. Cover your ears, kids. <laughs> hey, Tia, the tiger girl oh. is on the phone. Nick, hi, Tia. Hey, D, how are you? Very good. You're, you're a really good sport, Can I ask Tia. a question? Yeah, Mick wants to ask you a question. Tia, Tia, did you call in because I made a plea for you to do so? Actually, that was one of the reasons, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they, girls don't usually listen to me in what I say. <laughs> so you want to thank Nick for what? I want to thank Nick. No, I just want what? to thank you guys for putting this on. And, and, and I did sound a little airheadish, but I'm not usually like that. No, I, I covered yeah. you, though. I covered your yeah. base. I yes. said that you were just dizzy from talking to Nick. Which we, we can't blame you. <laughs> and, and we're very impressed that the spokesperson for uh, PETA managed to 
basically make a very focused statement yeah. in spite of the fact that Nick was brain farting a mile a minute right in front of him. <laughs> but what about the bears and the tutus? <laughs> hey, can I ask, can I ask Tia my story and Go tell ahead. her what situation... You, all right, Tia, I have six guinea pigs. Uh-huh. I, I, I now have five because I, I visited a kid who wasn't feeling well, and I called him and I said, hey, you want, you want a guinea pig? Because I can't keep the boys and girls together for obvious reasons, and the boys right. fight, so they're all in cages. The three oh. girls are together, boys are yeah. in separate cages, okay? Yeah. My daughter asked me, Daddy, can I play with Silky? Silky Penguin is the name of one of the guinea pigs. Oh, Silky so Penguin. So I bring Silky out of the cage, you know. Uh -huh. We call her Silky Pendant because my son, when he was little, couldn't say Penguin, so like in the oh. Batman thing, I'm going to get you, Pendant. That's and cute. you want to hang on to those things, right, as a father? Sure, okay. sure. Now what yeah. happens, I go out, I, I hand Silky Pendant to my daughter, and I go out, and I'm shooting baskets with my son and my wife comes out and she like waves me in. My wife's always demanding things of me, so that's no big deal, but it seems like it's urgent. And I actually yell, I say, do you want me to run? And she goes, Lila has silky. Lila's our, our black lab. Oh. I mean, I go running up there. My daughter's in tears and my, my wife says, silky, oh, Lila ate silky. And the dog immediately ran into the laundry room, which she knows is time out. Like, the dog knew she was wrong. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like, what did she eat her whole? There's no blood. There's nothing. Took us 10 minutes. Apparently, silky had made a had made a run for it and escaped. Oh, you know, God. escaped. But definitely Yay! she could not have gotten out if but the way she was, my daughter had a little area. The dog definitely picked her up in the mouth. Uh -huh. So now what I'm wondering you, Tia, is wouldn't Silky have been better off if she never left the cage? In that instance, yes. I, I, I agree in that one. Now, would a tiger yeah. be better off if, yeah. if, if it was shot for its fur in Asia? Well, but they don't agree no. with that either. <laughs> uh, what about, no. I mean, would that elephant be Are better off? Are you dizzy off? right now? <laughs> <laughs> would the elephant be better off if its tusks were removed and it was shot and was just a carcass lying in Africa? You know what, Mick? I'm going to send no. you and Nick out on the street next time. <laughs> no, but I, I'm sorry. But I just, I'm like, I was sitting there and I'm actually thinking to myself, geez, am I a bad person because I have guinea pigs in a cage? You know? Well, you know, the guinea pigs are rather domesticated. They don't really yeah. live in the wild too well. And you don't usually yeah. poke them with a sharp object. Well, Look, you don't there's know a, that. There's a wild <laughs> guinea pig running around in the woods. Dark side hunts guinea pigs. <laughs> Tia, you're a doll. Keep uh -huh. listening to the show. And, okay. uh, and I always try to at least represent both sides. You know, we got the right. what about the bear and the tutu mm -hmm. side. Yeah. And then yeah. we got yep. the actual semi-really rational side if, of a cruelty to animals. Dee, if she were to take right. out her body paints and show up here in her tiger outfit, would that be permissible? Oh, of course it would, but Beth would block her out of the building. <laughs> Beth doesn't allow those kind of things in no, here. No, it's for a good cause. Yes, Tia, for the right thing. Okay, Tia, oh, thanks yeah. for the call. Okay, thanks. Keep, keep, what are you doing? Ringling Brothers called. They wanted you to come down and write some press releases for them. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I can do that. What about... What about <laughs> yeah, the monkey wants his brain back. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, hey, it's time for what the hell am I going to do this weekend? You know, you're lost. And What's happening? Yeah. Let's rerun. Okay. Thank you. At least some one person got the hey, music. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. All right. Well, I go first, and being the parent in the bunch, since all these guys are single, well, he's not. He's got a kid. Yeah. But he's not married, living in sin. Yeah, plus he wouldn't enjoy some of the movies. Right. 
So actually, let's go to Beth first to tell us sure. what movies are going to be showing. There's new movies. Three new ones. One is Driven, that car movie with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, hearing mixed things about that. Mm -hmm. You're going to see that one. Movie? Uh, Sylvester Stallone's in that. Yeah, he yeah. wrote it and directed it. Really? And he's baby. He, but he's not the star. He's like a, a supporting mm -hmm. actor. No kidding. Yeah. But that's good. That's smart. Yeah, he has. A, he's written three movies. Well, not written three, but three movies he's had done. The Rocky movie. Uh, Cliffhanger, which was great. Yes. So I like his writing. Hey, you know what? Here's the true story. I bought a computer before I went to Southeast Asia. I never opened it. And part of the reason I never opened it is because I saw Sylvester Stallone on Inside the Actor's Studio. And Sly said he thought and wrote better with a pen and paper. And hmm. I was like, you know what? If Sly can do it, then so can I. You see, so I learned. I've written screenplays. I've learned to write using the computer. I can see where it would screw you up to change. What else is showing? Uh, One Night at McCool's, that's with Matt Dillon and Liv Tyler. Sort of a, a dark comedy, I think. Yeah, hearing mixed things about that as well. And Town and Country, this thing was filmed ages and ages ago, and it's finally getting released. It has Goldie Hawn, Diane Keaton, Warren Beatty, and uh, Gary Shandling. I heard this thing has cost almost $90 million yeah. dollars to make. What's They'll it never called? recover it. It's Town and Country. It's just, it's like a, I it's don't a know. comedy. Who names... A, a movie after a station wagon. It's just that's yeah. not, a good, that's not a good premise. Well, I hear it's about as good as the station wagon. I hear the it. Previews look cute, but they yeah. must be the best of the whole. The reviews are really bad picture. on it. Yeah. So that's what's going on. That's what's opening. Well, I'll tell you, parent-wise, I always recommend Kid City in Middletown. It's an awesome place to take your kids. I have a blast. And the Stepping Stones Museum in Norwalk, Connecticut, which is an interactive museum for kids. Anything, right, Mick, where the kids can go and. Go nuts. Go, yeah. And I'll tell you what I highly recommend, even though it's been out a little bit, it's still doing good business, Spy Kids. I Actually, my oldest son took the kids to see it, yeah. and, and they went to see it twice. They yeah. said it was an awesome movie. Oh, and was. good for adults, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I laughed like hell. Yeah. You know, I thought it was tremendous. That's still out there. It's still in the mm -hmm. top five. Uh, Concert-wise, uh, Nuno Betancourt from the band Extreme, guitar player extraordinaire, has a new band called The Morning Widows. They're at the Webster, the Webster Theater in Hartford tonight, 9 p.m., uh, also, you like comedy? I love Don Rickles. He still holds mm -hmm. up. Do you like Don Rickles? Uh, I want to be called a hockey puck by Don Rickles. My mother told me if I couldn't say something nice about anybody, <laughs> <laughs> not to say anything at all. Uh, my dad said, listen to this Don Rickles hit record, kid. <laughs> He's at the Fox Theater Saturday and Sunday. That's at the Foxwoods Resort Casino, 9 p.m. Also going on, Fun Fair at Dorothy C. Goodwin Elementary School in stores. Uh, in stores, Bushnell Park, the carousel is opening. Mm -hmm. That's great. Mm -hmm. It's nice. Antique classic carousel across the street. If you ever bring the kids up here, Mick, it's in the park. Right, right across from here. It's a nice. great carousel. Opening day celebrations include rides and demonstrations by New England Carousel, whatever that means. The Melha Shrine Circus, Eastern States Exposition in West Springfield, Mass., and Ray Romano is going to be at the Mohican Sun Casino. Well, there's torture. If I had to choose between Ray or Don on Saturday well, night. Don's doing two nights. Right. Okay, good. You can yeah. split it. And Sunday night, be sure to watch on pay-per-view, 8 p.m. What's the name of the show? <laughs> Backlash. Backlash. WWE. I should know that. Well, there's so many different names. Well, you're not on this one, so why right. should you? Well, I got a call, and I'm like, am I on it? Because I've got a ticket to see Mark Knopfler on Sunday night. Mm. Uh, if yeah, they tell you, they tell me that a lot of times 
I was talking to the guys that you don't find out till that day when you're like touring around yeah. if you're in the script or not. Well, a lot of the I mean, I'm in a kind of different situation because I'm yeah. kind of on the show and I'm kind of not. Well, I mean, now you're out of yeah, yeah, yeah you're not out of loop, and so I'm on once in a while. But yeah, a lot of the guys show up and uh, their names not on the list. It's almost like uh, you know uh, when you open your presents at Christmas, you find out what you got. I mean, it's the same thing. It's like all right, do I wrestle tonight? And, so, yeah, you don't yeah. know. That's interesting. I didn't know that, and I did not know that some guys don't wear anything underneath their uh, <laughs> outfit. That was pretty <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Beth, what do you have to tell people? I mean, a few things. Uh, first up, Glass, Glass Menagerie starring Elizabeth Ashley and Andrew McCarthy continues. So at the so a whole other stage. direction she goes in. It's a very good production. Yeah, sounds nice. Also, the Connecticut Opera's final performance of the season this weekend is Faust. I like so that. It's a really, the Connecticut Opera really? is really yeah. very good. Faustian deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, this was sent in by a listener, University of Hartford, this weekend and next weekend. Their professional theater training program is putting on the musical Kiss Me Kate, which is really cute. It's a really nice song. Uh, WWF's putting on the musical Suck It Kate. <laughs> Very different musical. A little twist on it. It's not a classic. Uh, Blues Travelers at the Webster on Sunday night. We gave away tickets to that. And I week. saw that picture of John Pappas. He lost 200 yeah. pounds. Did he really? 200. He thinned out a lot. Yeah, he's like... You cannot recognize him. He's not a string bean, but he's much, no, much, much thinner. But he thinner. was two people. Yeah. I'm 200 pounds. He lost me. Yeah. <laughs> the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater this weekend is the Schubert in New Haven. They're obviously really talented. And finally, Sunday night at the Mohegan Sun Zonkis Pavilion, it's Jerry Lee Lewis. All right. Well, I'm, we might cross paths there seeing Jerry yeah. Lee. The killer. The well, real I, deal. I, you know, I told you I had personal experience with him. Really? I saw him in a hotel. Oh, Brush with Greatness. Remember? Yeah, and he, uh, that's right. he sang to me. What did he say? What song did he say? Goodness gracious, Great Balls of Fire. Well, as long as you're not his uh, younger cousin, you're <laughs> safe. <laughs> you're safe, right? He's only interested in relatives. Too old for him. <laughs> All right, now from one extreme to the other, Sean. What do you got to tell people? What's going on this weekend? I'm very excited, D. This weekend, uh, especially tonight, I'm going to start out with a uh, free buffet at the Gold Club, all nude cabaret uh, from 4 to 7. <laughs> we cover the spectrum, man. <laughs> and then uh, after that, I'm going to head over to the Electric Blue in Tallinn, Connecticut. They're having their big spring bash, and they also have a free buffet. Champagne. Food and nude chicks. Oh, That's yeah. it. This <laughs> is where it all begins. That's Sean and his band. And uh, they now feature the all new beautiful blue bells of the electric blue. And I'm very. Oh, the blue very, bells. Okay. Excited. All right. Let's um, also, a uh, couple specials going on this weekend. Discount video, the adult superstore in East Hartford. Back by popular demand. They're having their buy two triple X videos, get one free. So I'm going to spend my life savings there. Hey, Beth, well, you can swing by there on the way to see the glass menagerie. Oh, yeah. Do you want to head over, Beth? Well, I got stuff this afternoon, Sean. Okay. Why don't you, says what? I'll pick something up. Yeah, for you. and then you can. I'll just borrow yours. <laughs> okay. And then uh, finally, bookends and Enfield uh, to get rid of my old Triple X tapes that I don't want to look at anymore. They have a new trade-in oh. policy on Triple X videos, so I can trade Somebody those. Somebody else's. Gross. And that's all I got, D. But it's busy. I've, I've got a nice story about a, a very famous adult film star. You want yes, to sure. I meet her, and I'm not going to say her name because uh, I don't think she wanted the knowledge. She has kids out there, and uh, someone introduced me to her. And I'm like a little kid. You know, there's not many people I, I watch, but let's face it, it's a fact of life. You're on the road 250 days a year. If you're not watching a little 
cable so, porn. Yeah, well, you're going to be doing some bad get things. Get bored, right? Yeah. So, uh, and there's only a couple people I'll pay. And rubbing one out, of course. Poor <laughs> 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 Beth. A lot of men in this room. It's hard enough when it's just you guys. A few more minutes. Go but, ahead. But I meet her, and and someone says, "Mick Foley," and, and the guy goes, "Oh my God, he's unbelievable. You should see, he can do anything. He's done this. I mean, this is the type of thing you dream about. Someone right. telling a beautiful woman how great you are. I mean, I'm like <laughs> loving it. She looks at me. She goes, "Oh, who do you wrestle for?" I said, uh, "WWF." And she goes, "Oh, you know, I'm sorry. I don't let my son." Watch your show. This is a porn star. Yeah, porn star. I said. I said. You know, that's quite a coincidence because I don't let my son watch you either. Yeah. <laughs> he a bitch. I was like, geez, how bad are we? All right. Well, now Dark Side Dave has a whole different offering. Come on, I'm with you. From the trailer, <laughs> Dark Side. You want my mic? I can use that one. No, I'm pretty sure. Oh, you're good. Yeah. Yeah, this one's good. Um, okay, well, of course, there's the flea markets going on. Rent-a-Space Flea Market, uh, Forbes Street Woo! in East Hartford. That's going on Saturday. So awesome. I don't know what the weather's <laughs> supposed to be like tomorrow, but, you know, go find some good deals. For White Trash Television events, uh, tonight, 8 to 9 p.m., police videos on Foxnet. Always a crowd, please. love those. Battle Bots on Saturday at 5 o'clock. That's on Comedy Central. That's cool stuff. Yeah, I watch that. Anybody can watch that. Yeah, that's good please. stuff. Uh, also, Saturday, 6 p.m., Fish in Canada on the Outdoor Life Network. Nice. It's, you know, opening opening day was last weekend. You're going weekend. too fast. I can't write them down. <laughs> Since last weekend was opening day, uh, you know, people are out there doing the fishing thing. Um, of course, tonight, the Perfect Score Lounge uh, at the Bowlerama in Newington, the Brown Turnpike. Karaoke. karaoke. Karaoke and bowling. That's right. That's kind of like buffet and nude women. Yeah. Perfect combination. We call it bowlyoke. <laughs> And the last thing on my list um, is Earth Day Celebration going on tomorrow from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Ansonia Nature Center. That's in Ansonia. Uh, nature walks, workshops, opening performance that's by Native American flutist Joseph Firecrow. So that's going to be a good time. That's a good thing. Good. I, I, I'm yeah. a big supporter of the environment. How about you, dude? I am I am big into yeah. the environment. Yeah. To me, if you don't got an environment, you can't do anything else. That's right. Everything that's starts right. with the environment. Well, last but not least... Spanky! <laughs> Spanky, both hands on the table, please. Yes. Uh, well, this evening, I'll be down in New Haven at Alchemy. Can you stop it, please? I don't this like is this Nick music. Being, Nick this. being hunted by guys with paintball guns. I'm still making this <laughs> Come on, he's Shots a big WWF. Come on, you're embarrassing him. Don't yeah. embarrass me. Hey, you didn't play the guy. prostate exam. Uh, uh, oh, Doug B. Oh, no. Nick getting Did he just say, I love you? No. <laughs> no. I love you. Oh, my God. Oh, Doug B. Doug B. I mean, Okay, Spanky. Hey, I'm going to talk to Senator Lieberman about this show. <laughs> yeah. Spanky, go for it. 
Okay, tonight I'll be at Alchemy's in uh, on College Street in New Haven from six to eight cocktail hour. So Ooh. come down. Uh, it's with Coors Light, and I've uh, tickets to Dave Matthews Band at Foxborough Stadium. Wow! So, oh, to give away. Yeah, four cool. pack of tickets. So that's pretty cool. Um, so that's Alchemy in New Haven tonight from six to eight p.m. I'll be having a fun time. What's and that? Yeah, and then um, I'm gonna head up to the Brickyard at 10 o'clock. Chaz is gonna be there from 10 to midnight, and I believe uh, most of the Carlito show is going down there as well. See, it's just so a hangout, we'll Radio 104 turf. Right yeah, there. right on 91. You go down to New Haven. You have a bunch of drinks from six to eight with me. And get in your car. And get in your car. You get on 91 because it's a straight shot up the road. You, you know, know I thought I was shameless in my book plug. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go to the Brickyard. Um, this is very exciting. I hate this music, Darkseid. I hate it. It's killing me. We like it. Um, it was Beth's idea, by the way. This is, uh, this is, uh, no, wasn't. this is very exciting. Did this nickname come about because of the family feud yesterday? Yes, this yeah. is his new nickname. He's had a lot of nicknames. Bottle Boy, which we won't get into. Uh, what else? Flounder. Flounder. He's got many bottles. Oh, your name's Gay Falker. That's another one, Gay Falker. It's <laughs> very exciting this weekend. Uh, this is awesome. The Rocky 25th anniversary anniversary collections coming out. Oh all, yeah, on DVD. All five Rocky picks on DVD. So I'm very excited about that. And I just found out last night. You know why Rocky talks like that? He had a stroke when he was like an infant. No. What? It wasn't a stroke. No, it was not. Yes, it was. Dude, That's why he talks dude. like that. Forceps. They used to use forceps at birth. My nose was broken when I was born with the forceps. And they paralyzed a nerve in yeah. his face when they grabbed them with yeah. the forceps. They don't use it anymore. In Sylvester Stallone's face or Rocky's face? Sylvester Stallone's face. Okay. Yeah. He's talking Same. about Sylvester Stallone. I know he, I understand he knows a lot about stroking, but uh, that was... <laughs> 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 is this Rocky, Rocky and Sylvester Stallone are the same person. Is this oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Rocky yeah. Stallone. Go yeah, ahead. Rocky Stallone. Also, oh yeah, I like this music. This is very <laughs> This is very exciting. Uh this afternoon, I guess, the African American Book Club that's at Barnes and Noble Bookstore on Union Street in Waterbury. I'm ex I'm expanding some of my culture. And You'll where are the white women at? <laughs> You'll fit right in. Yeah. And then the 37th annual uh, Southport Westport Antique Show. That's uh, today from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. <laughs> Do you have any focus at all? Featuring fine. Well, this is my person. I'm all over the place. I'm I a man. It's so super to see you. I go out drinking, but at, you know, and I could go to bars and clubs. But at the same time, I could appreciate American African history <laughs> or African American history and go to the antique show all in the same day and, and converse intelligently with member of PETA. Exactly. Well, sure. Features fine furniture, porcelain, brass, pewter. Jewelry and stuff, D. Okay. How do you say it can't hang? Are you done? Are you making this up as you go along? <laughs> I got the paper right here. And then and then the last one, uh, maybe Mick Foley will want to come with me tomorrow night for Stomping at the Starlight. Yeah. Uh, the there. the USO dance. That's from 630 <laughs> till USO midnight. Dance? USO. <laughs> they don't still have those things, do they? <laughs> yes, evening includes free swing uh, dance lessons. Plus the last music time I've heard the letters USO, it was simply so Billy Joel could rhyme. They asked them to dance, dance with them slow. The Dude, it's right here in the paper. Get Tickets are $25. No. Uh, 20 in advance. Yeah, you head on down there. I'm sure there's going to be a I'll lot of chicks. The no, African-American thing. A lot of single chicks. Music provided by George G's Jump Jive and Whalers. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Nick.
Thank you. It's right here in the paper. Uh, I, I know. Oh, I know it's there. I know it's there. Now go on down there. Nick, I'll, I'll pick you up tomorrow. It'll right. be good. It'll, you know, be, I, it'll be good. You guys think I think I'm joking, but I just read a tremendous book on uh, you know African American culture. I'm not thinking joking at all. Neither was I. You're obviously well read. Thank you. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. Come back. It's time for what did we learn today? What did you learn today? Win a D Snyder Radio D's Nuts T-shirt. And bragging rights for the weekend. Give us a call at 860-666-4444. And uh, that's it. Show's almost over. We're running out of show, people. So call now. We'll be back with more D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. You'll make it yours as well. Call D now. 666-4444. That's the whole idea. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. To the old school. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's old and brittle. I think you're all right. Oh, well, that explains a lot. Radio 104. Psycho Dan working the phones. He always keeps one line open just in case he gets a real good one. Now, Mick, what he does is he rates them. Yes. I don't know. We'd say seven times out of ten, his one-star rating is the winner. And yeah. his four. <laughs> what does he rate? He rates, you know, he, what he, how he thinks how good what they're going to say is. Because okay. we ask the people what they learned from the show, and uh, and then he reads a little star. So, And most of the time, his one star, which is what he thinks is the weakest, right. is the winner. So they're going to talk about what they learned on today's show? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, so, is it, so it's possible someone might talk about my little political lecture? Oh, sure, they might. Oh, we good. don't know. We'll see and what you certainly say. are welcome to say what you learned, if anything. Yes. It's possible. Oh, yeah, we, we, we go around the horn yeah. here as well. So, uh, Steve, oh, what, what, what we got to do? Sing it first. That's right. I forgot. All right. Hold on, Steve. I'll talk to you in a minute. Dark side. You don't know the words, so you can just listen. It's a little complicated. What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. See, it's tough words. D wrote that. If you would have briefed me during the commercial, I could have learned that. <laughs> yeah, come on. Steve from Meredith's on the phone. Five languages. <laughs> hey, Steve, how's it going, buddy? Good, how are you? Good, so what'd you learn today, Steve? I learned not to let Dark Side Dave start the show off with a trip to Mars to look at stars. Oh, wow. Oh, man. <laughs> That's messed up, man. That's Dude, a good song. Boy, you've been listening that whole show. Oh, that's I'm in the, in the car first thing in the morning. You guys wake me up every morning. Good oh, man. I, I guess Seal is a lot better choice, huh? F you, Dark Side. Don't take down my choice while you're talking about your choice. Hold on. Every morning, we only play one song, and that's at the beginning of the show. Right. And that's basically just for the rhythm of the show, so we take turns picking a song. And he picked a crappy song this morning. It's not a crappy song. It was a good song. song. You even liked it what after was it, it kicked in. It was that band Hum that was out like around 95, 96, the song Stars. Have you heard of them? Hum? No. Can you sing a little bit of it? Can you, mm. you hum a little bit? No. I'll, I'll no, don't play it. Not again. <laughs> Come on. He wants <laughs> to hear it. No, yeah, no I might know it. I might like it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's. She thinks she missed the train. No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> uh, it kicks in in a little while, but I say you can't wait that long because okay. I, I pushed the button too quick. All right. Beth, what did you learn? I learned that um, getting one tack stuck in your arm hurts, but falling on a giant bed of tacks doesn't really hurt that much. Oh, that was during a commercial break. Well, it yeah. hurts the same amount, so you might as well go with the giant bed of them. It's pulling them out one by one that is a little uncomfortable. I'm going to go with So no, they're all no stuck tacks. in your back? So, you know, some of them. I mean, I was in Japan when I, the first time when I invented it, when I brought forth that... <laughs> 
contribution people, to society. Some people invent the telephone. Some people <laughs> invent the cancer. The but here, oh, let me tell you. All right, this is this is. I gauge the. I, I call it the risk reward ratio. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was power bombed in the thumbtacks. You know, I had arguably a thousand little holes in me. And what oh. I did when I fell, I made sure that I fell with my face in the tax, and then oh. my opponent kicked me on the other side of the face. And now you got you know how to work a crowd, right? From oh, yeah, I don't sister. work a crowd without tax, though. <laughs> you go for the slow 360. You get up with the arm out, and, and in Japan, one by one, each section was going, <laughs> and it was an amazing reaction. It was worth it because it didn't hurt that much, and the reward was tremendous. What about your eye? How do you know you don't get the tag in your eye? Uh, you close the eye and turn the side of your face. No willing to take that. Any risk. pictures in the book? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll see them on the break because I got a copy. All right. Let's talk to Troy from Westbrook. Troy, it's D. How's it going, D? It's going good, man. So, what'd you learn today, Troy? I learned that uh, Mick Foley, not only the greatest uh, wrestling superstar ever, I also learned that he's also uh, a very well outspoken and uh, intelligent, intelligent uh, celebrity. And um, yes, I really he is. Him- I give him a lot of credit, and I wish him the best of luck, him and his family, and uh, WWF all the way, baby. Hey, hey, I really appreciate that. See that, Troy? So the, the whole political activism thing didn't Hold turn on anybody off, right? No, I told you, we we actually get intelligent here once in a while. But you, know what, about you know what things. happened, D, is I got so into writing these last chapters that uh, Judith Regan, who is the head of Regan Books, like, they didn't want to hurt my feelings, but they're kind of like, um, Mick, you kind of sound like a jerk. You know, like, it was too much in your face. So I learned I don't have to call people hypocrites if the what I'm writing about proves that they are. It's better for the let, l- reader to say, hey, what right. a bunch of hypocrites. Let that so, make, let the, what you're writing make a statement. Yeah, as I've learned, I've learned a lesson. You can't, you can't shout in people's face. You have to gently make your points. Well, Dark Side Dave. We call him the Wookiee. Um, I learned I have to start questioning uh, my mailman a little more. (laughs) He might be holding out. And, you know, he comes to the house every day. How do you breach that, though? Uh, Say, uh, so... Got anything else in that bag for me, mister? Well, when you're driving through the hood in New Britain back in the day, there's like hand signals you give to the people sitting on the porches, you know, if oh. they got something, you know, when you're driving through the circles and stuff. Something as subtle as, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, so yeah. when he's dropping off the mail in the mailbox, we... <laughs> Uh, yeah, know? we don't know what that means in the other towns. <laughs> yeah, We're at a loss. The cops have no clue what <laughs> means. Yeah. Okay, let's talk to oh, Brad. You know, I did learn something, so when the time oh, comes, I'm ready. Okay. okay, we'll talk to Brad from Pleasant Valley. Good morning, Brad. Hey, how you doing, D? I'm good, man. So what would you learn today? Well, today I learned that Nick's life most closely resembles that of a bear in the circus. I mean, really, he lives, he lives in a closet, if, if you know what I mean. Yes. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't eat that well. And after what we've learned about him with the... Uh, Exam in the uh, bottle. I don't think I'd rule out the dingleberries either. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, I, I don't know. I, I think I haven't seen, but I would bet, you know, with all the stuff he's doing down there, he's probably dingleberry free. <laughs> dingleberry doesn't stand a chance on Nick's ass. Uh, <laughs> hey, so, all right. Well, does he have music? What was your theme song? Uh, you know what? I used to have a dude love theme song. Uh, did you I ever have? Sing- it? Did you have a mankind? Theme yeah, song? yeah. It's like a, a, a sound of a car brakes squealing and then gr- gl- uh, glass crashes. And then it goes, and then we have seen if we got it. Actually, then I made up some words to it. Goes Foley is. The commissioner <laughs> likes to wear a red and black flannel checkered shirt. So. Oh, see, you could have done what yeah, we learned yeah, today. I could have, I could Those have. are the same but, kind but of words. I want to tell. This is a heartwarming thing. Okay, wait a minute. We okay. got you. Do, we have, Do we have his music? I think he's actually got his music. Yes, Darkside? 
There we go. <laughs> Gotta have music. All right. Yeah. Foley is the, the commissioner. commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> Likes to wear a red and black flannel checkered shirt. Is this yeah. rock? It sounds like rocks you like a hurricane. It's uh, it's that kind of vibe, but uh, it's not rock you. So anyway, what'd you learn? This is what I learned. Uh, first of all, our, our listeners don't know that D and I have been in contact. We're, we're planning a get-together, right? Yes, we are, with the wives and, and everything. That's like right. Regular that's right. people. A real thing. And this is, uh, this is the truth. I'm not just saying this. I've been on radio a lot. I've been a lot of different places. And I think I come across pretty well. This is the first time that I've actually been able to maintain a conversation uh, during the commercial breaks, <laughs> so I'm pretty much helpless. Once that once that red light goes off, I don't know what the hell to say. And oh, we've yeah. been talking about different yeah. things, so I had a lot of fun here. Oh, That's what I'm I glad. Like. I'm glad. Like, yeah, you know what? He's right because I've done a hell of a lot of interviews mm -hmm. and. It gets like mighty cold in there when the, <laughs> it goes off, and they're like, they don't know what to say to you. And then the light goes back on, and your best friends again. Hey, we're hanging hey, out with Nick Foley. What are you gonna do, man? It's D Snyder Radio. <laughs> hey, let's talk to Liz from Newington. Good morning, Liz. Good morning. How are you? Not too bad. How are you? I'm good. So, what did you learn today, Liz? That if I shave my boyfriend's bushes. Penis will be bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Nick Foley. See? See your political agenda. It will agenda. only appear to be bigger. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, it'll only appear to be bigger? Yeah. Better than a sparrow's egg and a vulture's egg. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, hold on a second, Liz. Nick. <laughs> you gotta embarrass me in front of He gets of the different bigger. music every day. Well, is he you really did like, a good enough job yourself. He keeps saying in front of Mick Foley. Is this like a big deal to yes. have me here? Yes, it is a yeah. big deal. Funny Thank now. you. Me funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. <laughs> I make you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that uh, Beth dated uh, African-American Craig Denson. I never knew that. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Yeah, he hey, can, where are the white women at? Kind of kept their hair from us. <laughs> a but, lot of uh, that stuff came as a surprise to me. He sounded like a nice guy. Actually, I... I learned a lot from that. Uh, I, didn't, I, I, I didn't realize. Well, I didn't know you backward masked that people should fly. It was out. that was part of the 15 year plan. If you heard the Ken Burns documentary, which we'll play again on Monday, we should schedule that in. Yeah. Um, basically, it says that you know I intended, fully intended, to have Beth Lockwood as my co-host. A full 15 years ago mm -hmm. when I recorded Stay Hungry, yeah. I knew that I'd be reaching out mm -hmm. to a young girl in Naugatuck who had a teeth fetish. <laughs> <laughs> and with just the right me message, I'd get her here to my mm -hmm. show. It was all part of the master plan. So, Sean, read them and weep. What do we got here? All right. Steve from Meriden learned that don't let Dark Side Dave start the show by going on a trip to Mars through the stars. <laughs> Troy from Westbrook learned that Mick Foley is not only the greatest WWF superstar ever, but he's also a very well-spoken, intelligent celebrity. Yeah. Brad from Pleasant Valley learned that Nick's life most lo most closely resembles a bear's life in a closet. And Liz from Newington learned that if she ever sh if she shaves her boyfriend's bush, his penis will be bigger. <laughs> well, I'm in favor of Liz. I think we have to go with Liz. Well, in favor of Liz. Wait, don't I count? I had that. Well, Troy hung up. Okay, okay. <laughs> so Troy, that sometimes means you just wanted to say. Okay. He thought you were a great guy. Otherwise, we would throw it to Troy, of course. Because you're right. our guest here. Right, and you. Liz learned it from you yeah, about shaving the bush. That was will. from you. Yeah, you, First thing you but said. Appearances can be deceiving. Well, okay. But, you know, we'll take what we can get. Right, Liz? <laughs> oh, I got her on hold again. Liz? Still on hold. Number one, line one, right? Liz? Hello? There you are. I said we'll take what we can get. Appearances, 
you know, if it's a really longer or it looks longer, either way, it's okay, right? I'll take it either yeah. way. Okay. Uh, we got a, a D. Snyder Radio t-shirt for you. Awesome. And, and bragging rights, of course, because you won What Do We Learn Today? Hold on. We'll get your information. Keep listening. And Steve, Troy, and Brad, well played. Only one winner. Oh, phone, my computer's not working now. But we got to go. Of course, thank you, Mick Foley, for coming and hanging out with us, cruising all the way up here. This is our, our going oh, away okay. music. Hey, you're very welcome. I, I'm going to do it again sometime. Yeah, Hopefully, if I'm here uh, on the 8th, I'll definitely stop by again. Well, if you're on the 8th, we got to hook up because it's boys' night out. Yes. We're all going to the big cool. SmackDown, and we're going to go out to dinner, and you know, we're going to have a night out, so uh, it'll be cool. Dude, oh, just... Yeah. Just... Bring, I'm not saying you're going to be able to use it, but bring a foreign object. Right. That way I can, maybe I can direct somebody your way and, you know, get a little, get a little pub on there. Oh, okay. Nice. This is a little, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we can bring that kind of foreign object. Sean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never seen Sean that excited You're ever. a cruel man, Dark Side Dave. You're a cruel man. Hello. Uh, thank you, Matt, from Agawam for your contribution to our show. And the Ken Burns documentary, part one. And we have part two to play on Monday as well. Uh, hey, what was the girl? What was the Peter girl's name? Tia. Tia. Tia, you're a doll and a good sport. Uh, all you people at Peter are. And uh, Rob Dibble, of course, thanks for calling in, as you always do, every Friday on T-Snyder Radio. Now, there we go. Oh, the computer's down. No, I'm back in action, I think. All next week. Be listening in because it's D-Snyder Radio's Weakest Link Week, where all week long, peeps will be competing against each one another on their knowledge of D-Snyder Radio. And the winner of the grand prize is going to go out to dinner with the entire D-Snyder Radio crew with limo transportation, of course, to the restaurant. You'll be treated nicely. Also, shame of the city next week. Nick's headed out onto the streets again in the hood with Beth Lockwood. Always a brand new uh, at home with Mudbone. Cherry Cantrell from Allison Chains is calling in. We got a big week ahead of us. What else do I got to talk about? Oh, tonight on the show, hey, Carlito Show, they've got a WWF star, William Regal. Yeah. Who is that? William Regal is the new commissioner. Oh. When I was fired the WWF way, beaten up, bludgeoned, and embarrassed on television, yes. he took over my job. Hmm. Okay. All right. And uh, be sure to check out his show tonight. That's all I got to tell you. Hey, everybody. Have a great weekend. Oh, yeah. Thanks to Sophie Beverages, of course, for the refreshing drinks. Ah, Friday. Mm. We've got this lunch with all the DJs. I think I could fix up some of the damage you did, Nick <laughs> and Mick. Mm. Thanks very much, bro. It's hey. a pleasure hanging out with you. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you bright and early Monday morning. It's D Snyder Radio. Beth, you've heard this song before. We'll get the picture and show yeah. him the guys. Yeah, I have to see it. It's, it's, but, but the song is... Does it... We're not gonna take it. Cool. No, we ain't gonna take it. years of drinking coffee i have never done what i did today it was a freak accident your early listeners got the full brunt of it but i just sat down and i went into like a sort of a cross leg position and wearing my my shorts i just woken up 
and I dumped a cup of coffee directly on my genitals, and I singed my sack. And uh, I remember we used to drive every morning. Used to have that coffee, Seven Eleven. Yes, we had Seven Eleven because they didn't have Dunkin' Donuts. Tons back of in the sugar. Day. Yeah, sugar and cream. I still love the coffee. Big coffee. Big. Yeah. Give me that big coffee. Got a lot of coffee. You know, you know what? I was going to tell you what, Marty, one of the things you did, you don't remember. I was like really freaking out about some issue of the production, what single they were picking, and there's so many stories we could tell. And Marty said, get in the car. And uh, first of all, this is the first time I drove around. This is not the veterans. Yes. So get in the car, and uh, Marty would let me ride in his Jaguar with the windows open and the air conditioning And on. the first ETAC map in history. Yes, yes. First you and navigational me, You system. and me going into like right. South Central we with your ball. map. Anyway, and he brings me over to a graveyard. And he goes, you see that, man? He said, I don't know if exact words, but basically he says, now that's a problem. <laughs> you know, you're just dealing. Well, there's this, in Los Angeles, there's veterans uh, graveyard. Yeah. You drive down the street, and there's thousands and thousands and thousands of graves. Kind of puts all this stuff in perspective. Yeah, and he just said, it's all, this is what's going to happen in the end. And, you know, you're out here, you're not Except in there. Except for us. Except for us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to be cryogenically frozen. <laughs> and, Walt Disney. And, 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 but from that point on, I always, like, started, like, thinking of things with perspective, try to put perspective on things and say, well, you know, it could be worse. You know, you go through career problems or whatever. You say, you know what? Well, my kids are okay. Um, my health, I got my health. You know what I mean? The real serious things, you hear that all the time. And okay, I can deal with this stuff. This is inconvenience. You know, a problem you create is inconvenience. Right. When your kid's in the hospital, right. that's tragic. You or you're know? laying on the street looking for a bottle of wine. Yeah, so uh, Marty, Marty enlightened me to that. So I'll, I'll just leave you with the fact that uh, what I learned today is that the shaft, uh, the sack is far more sensitive than the shaft. <laughs> and uh, How do you I, know that? Because I poured it on the entire area. No, I'm not talking about the sack. I'm talking about the shaft. Well, I guess, you know, I guess it desensitizes over over the years, <laughs> which, is, which is kind of a good thing when I think back to my high school years. Uh, and, um, sorry, Ben. <laughs> hey, tomorrow, we got some guys from the NFL coming down. We got a, a who we got here? No, 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 no. We got Ray Carruth coming. <laughs> Yeah. No, we got Brand Lewis. We got Brant Boyer as a captain of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Matt Snyder, fullback for the Green Bay Packers. Are you related to him? No, that's my brother though. Jim Miller, free agent quarterback, formerly of the Chicago Bears, the one who got the one that can't think anymore. We got busted for didn't no, he? no. Oh, see the one that got that's Chris Miller, the one. No, that no. Got the Jim was the one who got in trouble because he took some supplements some off the uh, off the counter. Yeah, and he went yeah. from being a multi-million dollar quarterback to. Who? Yeah, well, he's he's a free agent. Do you think he may get signed to the Giants? You said no. I, I don't know yet, but he might get signed today or tomorrow. A couple right. teams are looking at him. So I'm going to talk to those guys tomorrow, Marty. I'm coming good to back. See you. I'll be back tomorrow. Good. I'll be back the day after. All right, and, great. Uh, How long are you down for? I'm actually leaving tomorrow. Oh, okay. But, uh, I can't thank you enough. It's really incredible to see you. You look. Better than you looked 15 years ago. I don't Excellent. know how you did it. I think it. so, too. Good. Healthy. Cut it out, you guys. <laughs> Let's go make love. All right. All right, everybody. See you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye.